0: Hey everyone, Jake hopping in here real quick before the episode gets started, just to let you know that for the month of December, Nathan and I are taking a little bit of a break, but we do still have new content for you guys, that is some kind of special episodes that we've uh, recorded, uh, just testing our format out in a few different ways, so enjoy these, and know we will be back with one last end-of-the-year, festive, holiday, Christmassy, all-of-the-hullabaloo episode on december 19th that we are recording and working on right now but in the meantime to get you all ready for that please enjoy these kind of fun experimental episodes uh that we made a little bit back and uh yeah enjoy the fun festive time of year
1: Welcome to RNGPC. Today we have a special episode for you folks. We are going to be creating a character for me, Nathan, for those who don't know, to take into a one-off. And, as I've already stated, uh, my name is Nathan, and this is my co-host Jake. How are you this evening?
0: I'm good, Nathan, who is the other person. You are Nathan. Say your name again, Nathan. Why'd I am you, Nathan. Why did you, you write your name so many times in the intro? I am Groot, because I like my name. That's fair. It's a good name. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so you got invited to a one-off. That's exciting.
1: I did. I got invited to a one-off with some of my friends from my axe throwing venue in Whoa. Ferndale. Let's back um, up. You have Detroit other friends. Axe. Shout out. What? 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 You have other friends. We I didn't do talk have about other this. friends. What? I'm sorry. Why? I'm sorry.
0: This makes all of this so much more awkward.
1: I feel bad. I should have like... told you. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: I'm not. I don't... Now I don't want to help anymore.
1: Oh. I'm so lost without you, though.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, one-offs are fun. Uh, just to explain a little bit, I'm assuming. Na- Na- I know Nathan, you've done one-offs before, but one-offs are a whole different than like normal campaigns because, well, they just they're one, and then they're off, and then you're done. You don't have anymore. Um, so yeah, so instead of playing like a bunch of different, you know, fleshed out like characters that slowly evolve and level up and do all this stuff over a few campaign sessions. You just sit down, and you got one kind of goal that the DM comes up with for you, and uh, yeah, you just play that out. It usually takes a little bit longer than like an individual session, but they can be fun because you're not as attached to the characters, and so you can just do whatever the fuck you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have done one other one-off before, and that was with you, and that was also mm-hmm. my introduction to D&D, um, which you and I talked a little bit before we started uh, recording today, that the, one of the cool things about a one-off is that it gives you the opportunity to try something new, right? So, mm-hmm. like maybe maybe in your first real campaign, you're playing a barbarian, and you know that's that's way more in your face, combat driven, and um, like melee orientated. But um, maybe you want to see what it's like juggling spells and figuring out how to best to utilize your limited spell slots. So you do a one off and you make a wizard, or you know whatever.
0: Yeah, you're a wizard, Nathan, and no. a and a bloody average one because you're just starting. <laughs> i don't know why i got scottish there but that was my attempt at haggard um, that's all right yeah no one offs can be fun i mean in mind uh you didn't do any of the things i planned for you guys and decided i gave you a map which is the mistake of the dm don't ever give your players a map like a big map of like the whole world because they'll decide that the mountain range looks a lot cooler than the city so
1: oh huh. good tip good tip yeah. yeah you walked out of the room in that one off and one of our other players said let's do the exact opposite of whatever he tries to make us to do and i went no. okay to be fair, that though, event.
0: that led to you killing my now ex-girlfriend, so it's fine. Yeah, I did. I crushed <laughs> her head. <laughs> Good time. So one-offs one-off still have a lot of fun to them, and you can definitely cause a lot more chaos because, like I said, there's no real connection to these characters. So, Okay, so for this then, what are you feeling? What are you thinking, since this is your character, this is going to be a little bit more personal, probably a little less RNG with this, right? We want to kind of figure out what you're feeling. We'll still have some R and and, and Gs that are... Wait some we'll still have some Rs that are no we'll still have some N's that are RG, RG'd, some numbers that are randomly generated yeah that's that's what I was trying to say
1: <laughs> We will still have some of our magic that's what you should have just said
0: I mean some magic everything's magic
1: everything's magic that was the wrong melody for angels and airwaves but uh <laughs> that's okay
0: and now we're copyright struck
1: oh shit I feel like we do that at least once an episode
0: yeah that's a that's a staple okay
1: <laughs> so, so anyway so yeah what you so feeling? what are you feeling? So the I have a certain idea in mind because I was told very little about my one-off except for the fact that it is a heist. Oh, the theme of this one-off is a nice. heist. That's so fun. yeah, so I'm really excited. Me and my and the other players that I'm playing with have a group chat going on right now and we spent a decent amount of time discussing the archetypes of a heist. Like mm-hmm. you need you need the master technician who like makes the plan. You need the person who's like good at picking locks or hijacking computers. Um, you need the getaway driver. Blah 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 blah. Well, I elected to be the muscle of Ooh, this group. Nice. The, the muscle slash bodyguard of this team. So that is what my role is going to be. Um, also, another thing of note. Um, we are probably going to do a little bit more min-maxing. No, not probably. We are going to do a little <laughs> bit more min-maxing in this episode because my character has to function in combat. Because um, that's mostly what a, what a one-off wow. is, I would say.
0: Wow. So are you essentially saying every other character we've made can't function in combat? Are you undercutting everything we've done up to this point? No. It's a bold statement. It's a I'm hot not. take. <laughs> no. I think. <clears throat> yeah, that we makes made sense. Like two and, characters. And I mean, yeah, like I said, the and the. While the main point of Dungeons & Dragons as a whole is to have fun, one-offs are even more just like, yep, whatever. The characters can be a little bit more broken. Um, have you discussed it all with the group, potentially, how you guys know each other or connect in any way?
1: We have not. So I'm approaching this character <laughs> as just a hired body. Okay. I, I'm imagining that the DM is probably going to play a character that brought us all together, and we're first yeah. meeting at maybe like a meeting. We're all gonna. I That's imagine it's groundbreaking. Gonna be like, I'd imagine that this is a. I'm gonna walk out of the house if the if the one off is not sort of like this. So I'm sure you're wondering why I brought you all here today. <laughs> <laughs> if those aren't the first words out of my DM's mouth, I'm out.
0: Oh jeez, I was imagining like an A Team scenario where you all sit down and it's like, all right, you got a cigar, he's like, so here's the plan, and then the hard cuts to all of these things that happen.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, that's also
0: correct. Yeah, you're just at a tavern. I was like, all right. So
1: okay. that's how I'm approaching this character. I'm gonna have uh, maybe some a lonelier kind of background, and this is just a job that I do. Yeah. Um, I've got a reputation, so I was hired to do this heist by my DM, I'm assuming, or someone mm-hmm. within the party hired me to yeah. be
0: here. Yeah, like we don't have to get into what your parentage is in no. this, or like where you come from. But I do. What I will say is what I think is still important, and, and I think we should maybe also try and still figure out is your goal. What your what your motivation is because sure it could just be money at the end of the day but like I think it's still fun to potentially have a little thing that if it's in there could throw everything off right because yeah, for it's, sure. al- it's always fun when everything kind of hits when shit hits the fan if you have like for a sure. flaw or a specific thing that is like oh you know this if this thing happens or whatever cool
1: then everything changes
0: because yeah while one of my plan, players
1: yeah. one of one of my co players threw out the idea of being a bard whose flaw is that they hate silence. <laughs> So while we're trying to be sneaky in a heist, <laughs> he's humming a tune to himself <laughs> or something.
0: Um, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It's important that you guys have that group chat you know, to figure everything out. But it might be just as important that just the players have a group chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: to just be like, I mean, not really. Don't, don't mess with the DM too much. I mean, I'm sure he's putting thoughts into this. But like, yeah, you know, have your own motivations. And that's what it's like, again, at the end of the day, if it's like, hey, sorry, this is what's here. At least let your yep. DM know what your potential is. Oh, oh, I sorry. will. I
1: plan on shooting him a private message. Okay, here's what I created today. Uh, cool. Any thoughts on it? But yeah. So, anyway. So yeah. So we are going to keep our similar structure of three tiers for this. Um, so I've chosen a couple of characteristics that I like for this uh, heist, um, and I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. I brought the background of bodyguard um, because that's uh, what I am. I'm um, for the class. I decided I wanted to be is a barbarian, and again, it's going to be of the fifth level. Uh, I want to, and then the race I brought in. I kind of wanted to be part of my joke for my character, because um, I feel like when I'm in a campaign, I typically play serious esque kind of characters with like the back, with like good backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, just because I think that's a lot of fun. But I think the one off is my moment to try to bring my my comedy to the group. Um, so sure, I sure. decided to create. I want my race to either be a gnome or a halfling. I want the muscle of this group to be the smallest person in this group. Because I would think that's funny.
0: That is, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's somewhat comical. Um, <laughs> okay, so, well, we can figure that out. And that's where it's like we can look at the different, that's the other thing we'll, we'll do in this, right, is we'll go a little bit more into what actually the races give you as like advantage or like different pluses and things to kind of help improve your character to make it a little bit mm-hmm. more functional uh and less like rp based yeah. um but okay so then do you want to start with going through what the bodyguard gives us as a background or do you want to start by going into the different potential barbarian like paths so you can go down and figure out the leveling of that what do you what do you feel well,
1: well I, I gotta tell you my name
0: oh you brought your name i guess i should have known because of how much you enjoy just coming up with
1: names but i really enjoy this name do you yeah You know the best
0: part is like the listeners already know because it's in the episode title. I'm the only one that doesn't currently know.
1: That's fine. It's great. You ready? I don't think so. His name is Tony Big Smack Kuklinski. (laughs) He's Polish? (laughs) (laughs) So for all the true crime fans out there, Kuklinski is the last name of a mafia killer named the Iceman.
0: Oh. Oh, see, I didn't know that was actually a thing. Yeah.
1: His just first name's like not Tony, but. Oh, so but he's just I Big, to S- as Big Smack. Yeah, I will be referred to as Big Smack because I. Just, I don't that know.
0: sounds like the bloodiest breakfast cereal ever. Ew. <laughs> well, he's a bodyguard, right? And You just said that the Klin- Klinsky is apparently the mafia killer. Big Smack sounds like some kind of frosted cereal thing. So I just, instead of frosting, I thought it was blood.
1: That's gross. We're gonna move on now <laughs> because of you. <laughs>
0: Don't make me weird because I thought blood would frost something. <laughs> Anyways.
1: So, yeah, let's just start with the bodyguard to answer your previous question. Okay. Um, let's start with the bodyguard because that's the stuff we're going to roll on. Cool. Um, well, so, well
0: let's, let's deep dive into this just a little bit more yep. first to touch on the like the proficiencies and tools and different things you're given because that is actually now going to help you.
1: Yeah, that will be important. Um, so, yeah. So, the bodyguard, plain and simple – is just I'm a bodyguard. Whether I hide in the shadows to watch those who I'm protect, or I'm boldly by their side as a shield, I make sure um, no one does them harm, and I've devoted my life to this this servitude. That's the gist of like what a bodyguard is, which is pretty self explanatory. Yeah. Um, but again, but so the things we don't normally go into in our normal episodes is like Jake just mentioned our proficiencies. So a bodyguard can either be proficient in perception and investigation. Or Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I skipped a word. I can either be proficient in um, perception and insight or investigation and survival. Um, Jake, why don't you just uh, give me a brief overview of the difference between those two?
0: Yeah, sure. So like with perception and insight, those are more about what's currently happening right around you. Like, perception is like, okay, I want to walk into the room and see what's going on with blah, blah, blah. And insight is being able to read somebody that you are currently interacting with and just picking up on their mannerisms. So that's going to be more about, like, just your general intuition of what's going on. Whereas investigation and survival are kind of like you're trying to figure something out after it's already happened. Or you're trying to track something or like right because investigation is pretty straightforward you're trying to investigate and find specific things whereas survival usually is coming like it depends on the dm but like mine's usually like okay you're out in the wild you're trying to find somewhere to camp or blah, blah blah or you're you know trying to track somebody through the city and all of this like you can either do investigation or survival for those depending on what the dm decides but that's the kind
1: of the slight difference between those two options there mm-hmm. okay cool um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna so we can move past this i think i'm gonna make a choice um
0: sure. Well, what I can also say is, what, later, and in, in when you're looking through choosing your uh, race and/or the path, you might already get one of these added on as a proficiency, so you might not want to select. select oh, that's it. true. You're right. So because, we'll pocket that. Put and a pin and in just it. to just to clarify, what proficiency just means is, it, you get to add your proficiency bonus to it, which just means you're a little bit better at that specific skill than other skills you don't have a proficiency bonus in.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um. And then the bodyguard also comes with tools. I don't know how, why I'm gonna need these. So I'm to tell you what they are anyway. Um, <laughs> it's a musical instrument and in a gaming Ooh. set of your choice. Um, I guess for boredom. I don't know. I can... What's the most
0: badass musical instrument though? That like somebody like what do you th- like? I I I jokingly brought up outside of this the harmonica because I was thinking like I don't know why I went to Blues Brothers as like bodyguards because they're not. But like I'm imagining... Like, I, <laughs> I think I a pretty badass
1: instrument to. though it would be like a three-necked guitar. <laughs>
0: a three-necked guitar yeah
1: you know you've never seen that
0: no i have
1: oh okay that's pretty badass
0: how does that fit into the bodyguard
1: oh it doesn't i don't think an instrument (laughs) at all feeds into the bodyguard but
0: (laughs) what if it's like a triangle where it's like everyone's getting really loud and rowdy You just pull the triangle
1: ting ting,
0: everyone (laughs) needs to calm the fuck down (laughs)
1: before i get real mad (laughs) um i don't know yeah i mean it could be whatever I may we may like, completely ignore that because I don't really. It
0: could be bongos. So you could do a little drum roll before every fight, right?
1: <laughs> no, we're moving on. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> um, uh, then the bodyguard comes with languages. You are equipped with the knowledge to better help you communicate with your companion. So this background is assuming that I am attached to someone already. So Which, my, yeah, right. my, just my language will be of this my companion's native land.
0: See, that's why I was kind of asking, like, I think if you wanted to reach out to the group and say, hey, you know, I'm choosing this bodyguard background, I would love to be partnered with somebody that I know and have an advanced, like, background with already, just even if it's just, oh, we've worked a job before, or I'm in servitude to this person, that could be fun, right, because that, that then within the group gives you a little bit of somebody else to be at least a little bit more more in favor of when having to make decisions, right? Cause especially if it's a heist, every great heist movie has twists. Yeah. Every great heist has the, Oh, they double crossed them when they were double crossing that. So like, if you already have a little bit of an alliance that maybe everyone else doesn't have to know could be, could be fun. And that's where that language, right? Like, so we don't have to go into it like exactly what it is here now, but if you want to reach out to someone else in the group or even ask the DM, Hey, could I have a, you know, a previous relationship with someone that maybe if they're an elf, boom, you know, Elvin, there you go. Boom.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that's worthy of considering um, for me as I approach this one-off. But then lastly, the bodyguard has equipment that comes with them, Uh, two hand crossbows or one heavy crossbow, leather armor, thieves' tools, a hooded cloak, a set of common clothes, and a belt pouch with 15 gold. One five gold.
0: All all pretty common stuff, but so you at least know that you have some kind of ranged weapon uh, that you can use. Um, I think heavy crossbow is probably better, but... Especially for barbarian, but I mean, it doesn't actually change all all too much in how the attacks are done. It's just yeah. Um,
1: it's a pretty cool feature.
0: Do you want to? I would say yeah. Do you want to go into that, or do you just want
1: to? I'm just going to read it. It seems pretty self-explanatory. Um, because so this is something that we would normally probably just kind of gloss over um, in our normal episodes. But again, this is going to this is going to dictate kind of how I approach combat. Um, which is going to matter for the first time out of the, any, any of the episodes that we have made. Um, but anyway, so this, the bodyguard comes with a special feature called the Stalwart Guardian. And that reads, You may elect to place yourself in the path of danger in order to, prote- in order to protect your charge. Um, charge is just a fancy word for companion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anytime that you are within five feet of your charge and your charge suffers an attack... You may switch places with your charge and charge 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 and then charge 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 and receive the attack (laughs) in their place you must declare this before the attack roll is made
0: see so that's interesting and that's what we're getting like i'm saying like you don't have to necessarily have somebody that you have that connection with already but it could be fun it could be a fun little like thing that you like that would allow you to use this type of dynamic but yeah yeah okay um, all right cool so now here we have the like personality traits ideals bonds and the normal flaw type stuff that we usually uh look into uh do you have any that's i mean are you good just rolling on all of these or what
1: do you what do you what do yeah you let's just roll on all of them yeah because none that. of these
0: really ever come into the in play with normal combat stuff they can sometimes but it's usually just for rp yeah right? it's just for your interaction when role playing with uh, the other characters
1: okay so why don't you roll my personality trait for me
0: Oh, jeez. So which much is, trust. Which is a, a D8. D8. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to roll the one you don't like. So I rolled a 5, which is, even though I am constantly by my companion's side, I cannot help but feel alone sometimes. Ooh, Ooh
1: there's some depth there. I like you're, that. I like that. You're,
0: you're depressed. You have a little bit of depression underneath it all.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, if you could transfer that to our document, please. I will roll on the ideal, which is a D6. Oh, is this is gonna uh, dictate my alignments for the most part, and I rolled a five, so that is resolute. I follow the law laid down for me to protect those whom I am ordered to.
0: Ooh, how do you feel about being a lawful character? And that's the other thing too: is we're we're not going to necessarily stick to these roles as much. If you don't think it's gonna be, you're gonna have fun playing that, switch it. But yeah. I don't know if you've ever played a lawful character.
1: <laughs> I don't think I have either. But see, I'm breaking <laughs> the law, though, with this lawful character. So I feel like we're dabbling into things that we've kind of discussed before in some of our episodes. But, uh, my law is going to be the rules that are just given to me, you know, yes, necessarily well, the rules of the land.
0: That, and that's what it says, right? I follow the law laid down for me to protect those whom I am ordered to. Yeah. So that is your law. Your law is I am, you know... in in charge of of making sure this person is safe and that this is and that could be the thing too with the whole group then right you're hired and your law is make sure everyone in this job gets home alive there you go that's your law boom simple enough like and then that's doesn't matter what they're doing doesn't matter that you're a part of breaking these other laws and like that's where it's like you could be lawful evil i mean shit (laughs)
1: like
0: it it doesn't necessarily mean that you're always doing good things so i mean that could yeah
1: yeah i'm cool with keeping that i'm cool with keeping the things we roll
0: yeah, and that also kind of lines up then with also the the, the trait, right, of like you p- trading places with somebody else when getting attacked, because it's like, that is, th- your most important thing is protecting people, yeah. pre- like nothing else, and that is because it is ingrained in you as your law goes. So, okay, do you Sweet. want me to roll Bond?
1: Yes, you roll Bond, please, D6. I rolled a four,
0: which is underhanded. Oh, wait. Nope, sorry. <laughs> That's, I looked at ideal. Yeah, you did. Um... The bond for number four is I have other friends in this business who don't perform their duties exactly how I do. Oh, so you kind of look down on anybody else that isn't you, imagining?
1: Okay. Or right. I've been looked down on because I do things differently.
0: Sure. Right? Maybe like you, you just take it too seriously, right? Yeah. Like, or maybe I'm isn't...
1: too much of a risk taker.
0: Sure, could be either way. Yeah, could yeah. be either
1: way. Let's figure because... out this flaw. Okay, go Sorry, ahead. give me your, your last idea. What do you got?
0: Well, I was just going to say other people treat it as a job, whereas you treat it as a way of life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not just my job to protect these people. It is tied directly to who I am as a person to protect these people.
1: Yeah, good point, good point. All right, so flaw, D6, coming up. I rolled a four, and that is, trust is a rare commodity in my line of work. As such, it is not something I often give to others. Interesting, interesting.
0: Again, a great thing to have within a a (laughs) thief.
1: a thief party not people trusting to... <laughs> people
0: <laughs> yeah and that's where it's like again if you trust the one person that one com- comra- uh, companion you potentially have could be interesting and then everyone else I- i'm not gonna do what you say until they say for me to do it um but yeah true okay. true cool so we have all of those um and again i don't think we necessarily need to go too much deeper in, in- into that because I mean, we kind of have his goal now figured out right it's like Make sure that whoever he's in charge of protecting, whether it's the whole group or this person, just makes it back alive, and he will yep. do, literally lay down his own life to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Do you want me to roll uh, strength then, or, or so? How Hold on, I, I want just want to wanna, I just
1: want to touch base on something real quick. Okay, sure, go ahead. Um, first off, you copied the ideal twice because <laughs> you suck.
0: Yeah, just so everyone knows at home, um, Nathan usually lays out the the sheet that we 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 share, and uh, that's because I'm not good at it. <laughs> not. Um, it's just not. Just... I try. <laughs> it's not that I try to be bad at it. I do. I do try. It's just I get really excited about what we're actually talking about, and not fucking this. I'm making a general hand motion towards the screen that is the computer. This is an audio <laughs> format, so it's not coming across. But my hands are flailing, and
1: we're all short So thank God it's an audio format. <laughs>
0: You know, we're recording this in the middle of the day. It's been a long day.
1: It is. Um, But yeah, anyways, the last thing I want to say is like, so normally at this point, we would start trying to figure out how we're going to connect all four of these characteristics into one big story. But for the purpose of a one-off, that's not as important nor as beneficial because at most, you might be able to pull on two of these things.
0: Yeah, and I mean the one thing I was gonna even kind of say is what would be interesting just from looking at this stuff, right? Of how like this person doesn't essentially doesn't value their own life. They just don't. They they value the, their job and the other people's more than that. Even though they're by their companion's side, they're lonely. Like they feel empty inside, so they don't have anything worth living for. What would be really interesting as far as just like a, a just a goal to throw out there? Find something worth living for. It could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be something that makes them maybe question their overall ideal of. Laying down their life for the job for true. this person, true, true, and like that would be interesting if like you want to tell your DM like, "Hey, I'm I'm really lonely and looking for potentially a love interest." If you throw something out there that catches my fancy,
1: it may make me question the job. It could ruin the <laughs> whole job. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So yeah. So now that I've got that little like asterisk out of the way, let's uh, let's roll these stats.
0: Okay. Well, so this is where I was going to ask though. How would you like to do this? Because we usually just do a very <laughs> strict, not necessarily strict, but a thing that not a lot of people do when rolling stats, where we go straight down and what we roll is for that thing. There's a way where we can do it where we just roll six of these, and then we have these six numbers, and then we can align them with the stat that you want to put them with. Or there's also a point-by system where you're given a general number of, I think it's like 24.
1: I don't like the point-by system.
0: Okay, we're not going to go into that then. And then there's the average system where you have, like, a, a 10 and an 11 and a 12 and a 13 i think up to like a 16 and then you can just place them however you you would like
1: now the best part of d and d is rolling some dice so we're going to roll some dice okay and so then pick and choose where the stats go
0: okay cool so we're going to roll four dice six, four six times okay and take out the lowest one each time have those numbers and then assign them where we want yeah yep Cool.
1: All right, you want to roll first? Sure, I'll roll first. I roll strength, which should hopefully—well, sorry—I'm <laughs> in such a habit of our old up Yeah. I'm like, hopefully, it's a good one. Doesn't matter. I mean, we
0: can still put them in this and then just move. Them I on will. Out. I
1: will put. I'll still yeah. put them in here. All right. So I rolled a three, a three, a five, and a four. So get rid of the three. That's 12. five plus. Okay. Yep. Twelve. And the other thing too is uh, how this usually gets
0: determined. How these are done, and you might want to check with your group still. Is the DM will tell you how they want them done so that everyone kind of does it the same way, right? So we, we, I think we still keep moving forward this way, um, and it's usually not a huge deal unless somebody rolls a shit ton of 18s. Right? So our, and then it's yeah, like, yeah,
1: that's true. And our DM, like, so when the group chat got started, our DM said, this is all I'm going to tell you guys. It's a heist, you're level five. So that's, okay. that's okay. the so, only input he's given in the, the whole right. conversation. So Amazing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to roll the next one.
0: Uh, I rolled a 6, a 5, a 3, and a 2. So another really high one.
1: So that's 11, 14. Nice. All right, I'm going to roll another one. I rolled a 3, a 2, a 2, and a 5. So you're rid of a 2. 5 that's plus 10.
0: 2 is 7, so that's 10. Yeah. All right. Got three more of these. I'm hoping we get one that's lower than 10. Like always.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we may have.
0: I rolled oh. a 6. Oh, the six? Oh, no, it's a ten. Uh, six, a two, a two, and a two. So it's six plus four is ten. But, that's correct. I, I, all
1: right, we still got time. We still got time. A lot of twos. All right, I rolled a one, two, three, five. Oh. So that's a ten. You got a lot of tens. <laughs> I'm just average. Last one, baby. All
0: right. All right. What we got? What we got? Uh, we got a five five four three so another 14
1: this is pretty this is pretty
0: average this or not necessarily average but like he's no not' one's broken. gonna be upset no one's gonna be upset at these numbers yeah um okay cool so I think we then want to go so that we have two 14s which are the highest ones mm-hmm. and then we have a 12 and then we have three tens yep so what do you think as a barbarian is the most important uh strength okay so we should put a, a 14 at strength correct yeah Cool. What do you think as a barbarian is the least important?
1: Um, charisma, wisdom, intelligence. Actually, no, charisma falls somewhere important. I'd say that's third important because yeah. that's so, intimidation.
0: Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. like I just like to kind of go from what you easily think is the most important, easily think is the least important, and then slowly just kind of find the middle. Okay, then um,
1: intelligence or wisdom would be, the, it's a toss-up for me. Yeah, and so this is, again, where now,
0: we remember, we can get a proficiency and potentially perception or insight, which are two wisdom-based things, or uh, uh, investigation or survival, which yep. are two intelligence-based things. I believe. Um, but so that's where it's like, I, I think, depending on how you want to play him, intelligence is the least important because again, that's book smart. And maybe we just put tens for both wisdom and intelligence, right? Because I mean, we have the tens; those are our low numbers. Not like we have a, a negative number that's going to go there, like a ten yeah. or a nine. So, do you just want to have tens there then?
1: Yep, I think I do. I think I just want to have tens there. Okay. And then, um, I think. You do it. What?
0: Never mind. 10, 10. Yep.
1: 10, 10. And then, so, and then I think that since my main motivation that we've kind of laid down is that my goal in this heist is to make sure the group gets out alive, I'm going to be putting myself in harm's way in combat. So, I think my dex needs to be one of the 14s. So, I've got, uh,. Lot of HP, right? I mean, dex just, is HP, right, or is it con?
0: No, con is HP. Oh, okay, dex, that's what I meant. Dex is Dex is your AC. Dex oh, means how okay. much more difficult you are to hit. So, right, this is the constant kind of back and forth of, ooh, should I have more hit points or should I be harder to hit?
1: Okay. So then I've I've made a decision. So then I want I want more HP. So I want con to be fourteen. Okay. I want dex to be the last fourteen.
0: No, that's a 12. We already have two 14s.
1: Oh. Okay, then I want Dex to be the 12, Yeah. and I want Charisma to be the 10, because <laughs> I'm making a Barbarian that's short, so I might yeah. not be that intimidating if I try to intimidate someone.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> think this is all that... Yeah, this makes sense. Um, and I think this looks good. So, this is a reminder. We have a Strength of 14, Dex of 12, Constitution of 14, and that intelligence, wisdom, and charisma are 10s. Cool. Which just means average. Yep. <clears throat> All right. All awesome. right, nice. So then, uh, that's the background, right? We went to the background, we went through the stats. So now I think we want to look into the class and the race. And so like, let's let's go into the race first so that you can decide if you want to be a halfling or if you want to be a gnome. Okay. So let's let's look and see what those each give you. Okay. I mean, off the top though, is there one you're feeling any more?
1: I'm not you know? feeling any more one or the other. Um, okay. A gnome oh. increases your constitution by one. Does um, it?
0: Yep. The only thing I saw. Which which no What are you? Looking? Where are you looking?
1: Looking in the player's
0: handbook in my hands. So it sounds made up to me. <laughs> um, are you looking under rock gnome? Rock gnome, your constitution. Oh, one. Yeah. you're right. Yeah. There's your different dexterity than I think. So nope. the g- generic gnome features is your intelligence goes up by two. Oh, yep. Yeah. There's that sentence. And then within the different types of gnomes, you have a forest gnome, rock gnome, and this word I can't pronounce, so we're not going to say that's a thing. Um, those are two different ones that are like subclasses of that. We don't have to go into those. You can just keep the generic ones that each give you a little bit more of a, of a thing. Um, <clears throat> one increases your decks and one increases your con. Um, Forest Gnome, you're a natural illusionist, Illusionist, you, so you know a cantrip of minor illusion right off the top. Okay. Um, speak with beasts. Uh, through sounds and gestures, you can also communicate with small or smaller beasts. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so you can essentially serrades with like a rat. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, rock Gnome, Artificer's Lore, whenever you make an intelligence history check related to magic, uh, you can add your proficiency so you understand magic just a little bit better. Uh, you're proficient in artisan's tools. That's not really going to help you all that much with the one-off clockwork toy. You have a toy of some sort that you can use with you. Fire starter, a device that produces miniature flames. So, I mean, Rock Gnome kind of is just like an inventor-type like thing that has a bunch of little different...
1: Yeah. Uh, Promy started off as a Rock Gnome, fun fact. Promi is the current character you're playing, yes? Yeah. In our D&D campaign? Yep.
0: Um. So, I mean, so you've played this then a little bit. A little at, bit. At least. And so, yeah. So, I mean, they're... There's some things to this. I mean, you have Dark Vision as well. Uh, you get advantage on Intelligence and Wisdom and Charisma saving throws, which is nice. Um, so yeah, so that's Gnome. Uh, as far as Halfling goes, I'm currently playing Halfling. Um, your Dex goes up by two. So that yeah. increases, that, that gives you an even harder, you're even harder to hit. And what I really like too is you get the Lucky trait, which I've... Never really fully used properly, but you get to reroll ones on attack rolls and ability checks and saving throws. Essentially, anytime you roll a one, you can reroll it one time.
1: Um, okay, I think and, I'm reading halfling right now, and I think I like
0: it. Sorry, uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and that's not like a once per day thing. Anytime you roll a one, you can reroll it. Nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, and also you you're brave, so you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened, which I don't know if that will come into effect. Um, you can move through spaces with any creature that is larger than you. Uh, yeah, and then that also has a bunch of different subcategories, right? Where you have the Lightfoot, where your Charisma goes up by one. You have Stout, which might be good for a Bodyguard. Your con goes up by one. Yep. Um, ghost Ghostwise, your, your Wisdom goes up. And then la- then Loudest, Halfling.
1: I can't help you pronounce that word because it's not in the player's handbook. Yeah, so. some of the
0: I'm, I'm looking on a, a site. Once. Yeah, no,
1: no. So yeah, I've decided I want to be a stout halfling. Dope. I so like my it. dex is going to go up by two. Yep. To make it fourteen. Yeah. And then, um, your con goes up by one, and then my con is going to go up by one. Excuse me.
0: Yes, and then um, I think what we also want to start doing is copying all of these other little features that you get into the sheet so you remember them. So I'm gonna make a features thing down here. Okay. Boom. So you got lucky, which lets you reroll ones. You got brave, which gives you advantage on saving throws from being frightened. You got nimble, which means you can move through the space of any creature that is your size, that is a size larger than you. Uh, and then the languages so you can speak and write common and halfling, which pretty straightforward and generic. Uh, but then also with stout, you have stout resilience, which means you have advantage on saving throws against poison. And you have resistance to poison damage, which yeah. just means, which again, with a bunch of potential thieves, someone turns on you might be good because thieves are known for poisoning their daggers.
1: Um, Ooh, good point. Good point.
0: Um. So
1: yeah, so that's
0: cool. So we've decided that. So then, what that means is now when we are looking at what else we want to potentially fill out when it comes to your class for the barbarian, we let's see let's see what else that gives. But essentially what Barbarian gives you as well.
1: Okay. Can I um, ask you a question first?
0: Uh, I don't know if we have time for questions. No, <laughs> go ahead. What, what um,
1: We don't have to delve too far into this, but every time I've created a character, I've taken these stats, I've put them into a machine, and it's given me my modifier for all of the things like persuasion, perception, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you know... If you don't, that's fine. How do you? How do I know how much HP I have?
0: So you're asking two different questions here. The HP one I will answer second because it's a little different. But what what you're essentially essentially what you're asking is when you go to roll a strength check, how does your 14 apply to the strength? Correct? Yes. So. The rule is, again, how we uh, originally brought up that 10 is average, right? 10 is right in the middle, and so that means that's a 0. So if you have a 10, it's 0. And then for every 2 you go in either direction is how many you get to add on to the roll. So for your strength, which is 14, you're going up by 4. So that means you're going up by 2 places because you're going up
1: So I get a plus 2.
0: So you get a plus 2, yes. And so but now with con at 15, anytime you make a con check, it's still only 2. Okay, because, because it's an you, odd number. Yes. If you get to 16, it'll then be 3, but it is currently only 2. Okay. And then for your 10s, there's zeros, And then if we go the opposite direction, right, if you go down to 9, to negative negative 1. If you go down to uh, uh, 8, it's still a negative 1. But if you go down to 7, it's negative 2. Um, and, and so on. Okay. I believe. I could be wrong on the negative part. Negatives are, they get a little fucky. But I think that's how it is. Um, but now for HP, with the HP, <laughs> how it works is your plus to it, right? So you have the plus two. When you go to roll your hit points, which is a hit dice dependent upon your class, you get to add your con modifier to it. So oh, yes. every okay. time, so every time you roll, I think for barbarians is the D10 or D12. They're hardy. Um, every time you roll that, you get to add a plus two to it. So you get that many more hit points as well. And so when you start off at a base level, I believe you get the highest number, which... Is Barbarian a d12?
1: Yeah, Barbarian, the hit die is a d12.
0: Okay, so you start off with 14 hit points right off the bat.
1: Because you get your
0: con modifier, and then you get the highest number on the dice. And since we are going to be leveling them up to level 5, we will roll then a d12 for each level. Because at each level, you gain more hit points. Okay, And so every time we roll that, whatever you roll, plus 2 will be your hit points.
1: Okay. Since we're talking about that, you just want to do that right now?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and just roll those. Um, Do you just want to roll all of them as your character?
1: Yeah, I would like to roll all of them. That's okay. I want to be in control of my HP.
0: Sure. I mean, that also means that you have no one to be mad at when you roll a one.
1: I know. That's true. Um, So just to reiterate what you said, uh, my HP is already at a 14. Correct. That's for level
0: one. And then when we are rolling for level two, you add on to it.
1: So I'm technically only rolling 4 times to make a 5th level character. Correct. Okay, cool. So 4 times. 1d12 coming up. That is a 6, so 8 more HP. Correct. you make a note of this somewhere? I am doing it right now. Alright. Here's another d12 coming. That is a 9, so 11 more. Okay. One more. Another one. Um, that's a four, so six. All right. And is this the last one?
0: Uh, that's first level, second level, third level, four. Yes, one more.
1: All <laughs> right. Double digits, baby.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: That was a three, so five.
0: Okay. So we got, what is that, 20 plus the eight is 28, plus 11 is 39, plus the five is 44. You have 44 hit points.
1: Sweet. That's not um, I'm terrible. It's, it's almost not. as much as promy. Well,
0: and the one thing I was going to say, too, is the only potential downside to us rolling them right there is I'm trying to look when you... you might Your con might go up with certain different features of... Of
1: uh, Barbarian? Within,
0: yeah, of Barbarian. And if it does, we can just add on the, the plus to it, right? And yeah. that's the other thing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, cool. So, do you have any path of the Barbarian that you were potentially... Feeling drawn towards because at third level you will have to choose that. So let's look through the first level barbarian. At first level you get rage, which just essentially means you can. attack <clears throat> Let me just read it. In battle uh, you fight with a primal ferocity. On your turn you can enter into a rage as a bonus action. While raging you get these benefits if you aren't wearing heavy armor. You have advantage yep. on strength checks, saving throws. When you make a melee attack uh, using strength you get your bonus damage dice to increase blah blah and that goes up at each level um yeah and there's a specific range column for damage so it's easier to track uh and then you have resistance right so that means you get half damage if you are hit with a bludgeoning piercing or slashing type of damage which is usually from swords or arrows or a hammer um yeah so you get that right off the bat and then you also get unarmored defense which means while you're not wearing armor uh your class is equal to 10 plus your dex plus your con oh i didn't know that so that's another good reason to have your con be also very high, because that also gets to go into it. So essentially, before anything else is done to big smack, um, <laughs> your, your AC is 10 plus, uh, plus your dex, which is 14, so that's plus 2, okay. and then plus your con, which is 15, which is another 2, making it right off the bat, 14.
1: Okay. Um, so much math.
0: Yeah, that's I mean this is why we usually don't get into the into so much of this actual stat stuff in the actual episodes. But yeah. I think it's fun for anyone that might be interested in it. Um so yeah, and that's that's your unarmored defense, and that's when you're not wearing armor. Okay. So you could have a shield, um, which would also then up that a little bit. But
1: Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I'm not I feel like I feel like I like Path of the Berserker, but I kinda wanna try to Go away from that because I've done that before. Okay. So I'm trying to see how Path of the Totem Warrior would work, but I'm not feeling that either. It's very nature-driven and it's, animals and stuff.
0: It's it is kind of nature-driven as well as then within that you have to choose which totem, right? So there's other choices within that. It's not like it's fun because you can do essentially a tree of it where you can have a bunch of different. There's not one way to just play that um, that path. Um, but for I mean, what you're kind of going towards i'm not too familiar with all of these um but i mean there's zealot which is a little bit more religious which i mean we haven't talked about that but i mean if you're thinking of someone that like he's lawful right and he's willing to lay down his life and sacrifice and blah blah it's a little religious um
1: you know what i kind of you know what i think i'm gonna go back on what i said so i think path of the totem warrior has this totem spirit in it and, one, and it gives you three animals as an option. A bear, an eagle, and a wolf. And mm-hmm. the wolf says, while you're raging, your friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that is hostile to you. Mm-hmm. Which is which is interesting. I kind of yeah. like that. As well as the bear makes me resistant to all damage except psychic. Mm-hmm. Um
0: there's definitely, I mean, there, there's definitely fun ways to play within the totem part of it, and this is where again, like, we don't have to necessarily get into the background of how you got exposed to this. So,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but I'll read you. So from Zealot, because the thing is, each one of these give you a little bit of uh, other features as, as well. Um, so Zealot kind of almost makes you a little bit like a Paladin. It seems like you get Divine Fury with your weapons while raging. The first creature you hit with your turn takes an extra. Uh, 1d6 plus your barbarian level, and it's ra- it is it is necrotic or radiant damage. Warrior of the Gods, uh, your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as Raise the Dead has the soul effect of restoring your life, oh wow, but not death. The caster doesn't materialize. Oh wow, so someone can essentially bring you back with Raise the Dead. That's interesting. Maybe not Zealot.
1: No, I don't like Zealot. It's also not in my book, so I don't want to have to Fair. Pull shit out of my phone well, to reference. So, so what are the other
0: ones in the book within the the?
1: It's just in the book. It's just path of berserker or path of the totem warrior. Oh, that's okay, it. Linear. Um, and like I said, I've done path of the berserker before, and it makes sense for like the heist theme. I really like being able to go into a frenzy,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: which is nice. And but so I do suffer level ex- suffer level exhaustion.
0: What's the difference between frenzy and a normal rage?
1: Okay. Good question. For those who may not know, so a frenzy—you um, go when you rage, you automatically go into a frenzy. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't automatically. If you choose to do so, for the duration of your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns. Um, but when your rage ends, you suffer one level of exhaustion.
0: So essentially, it allows you to be able to attack again. Yeah, which the, the which would allow this-
1: me to attack, and which at fifth level would hypothetically allow me to attack three times because i already have yes. an extra attack that i've gained
0: yes that's what i was going say is at fifth level you gain an extra attack as your normal attack action and then you can use your bonus action to also attack it which so essentially berserker means you can just attack a shit ton but yes it does have that downside of when after a minute is up of you being super pissed yeah you then are exhausted which means you know you're at disav- not necessarily disadvantaged but you're held back a little bit on uh checks. Actually, it is is disadvantage. Yeah, I think you get disadvantage on skill checks.
1: Okay. Um, We need to go back um, to my stats real quick, though. Because at third... When you reach fourth level, I get to add... um, I can either increase one ability score by two, or two ability scores by one.
0: Uh, Is there also an option, though, to potentially choose a uh, a feature with X? That might be a fun thing to look at.
1: Um... I am not sure.
0: Cuz usually how, how it works when you're leveling is there's no. some
1: levels where you can increase, increase your
0: uh, ability score and then there's some levels where you can also instead of increasing your ability score you can choose a feature.
1: Yeah, not with the barbarian. Um the 4th level upgrade just does a ability score improvement. There's no feature. It's 6th level where you get to possibly do a feature.
0: That's the path it's a path feature, yeah. Interesting.
1: Whatever, regardless um
0: Okay, so where do you want to add those those points then?
1: I think I want to take con I think I want to do two scores by one. Uh,
0: okay. Well, so remember how we brought up that if you're currently at an odd, if you give that to an even, that would mean your con would go up to Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so why 16, I'm thinking about instead 30. that's why instead of doing two So it's weird, right? cuz I only have one odd number. <laughs> Correct. So I can either just make con sixteen or make con seventeen. They're both going to give me the same effect, and nothing else is going to increase by giving any other ones a plus one. Correct. So, what would you do in this situation? Just give con a plus two? Say fuck Uh, it.
0: I would for sure give con a plus one, and then I mean, this is where again, like if we can, if there's some other feature or thing where potentially you know it goes into it a little bit more. Uh, unarmored defense I'm just looking through the other, other things you, you potentially also get that maybe give you a, a plus. Uh, no, no, not seeing anything within within Barbarian. Um I don't think it ever hurts to have more decks and or strength. Um for this character. And then the other thing too is like, I don't know, do you wanna potentially look at intelligence or wisdom or charisma going up at all or no?
1: Nope, fuck 'em. Okay. Um. So let's do let's do a plus one into con and plus one into strength.
0: Okay. So making your con actually
1: sixteen. 16.
0: Okay.
1: And my strength fifteen.
0: All right. Boom. Okay, and so, I mean, what that, it doesn't really give you anything as far as numbers-wise goes, but you're a little bit stronger. And if there's a way you can increase your strength any by one in this one-off, or some feature of some sort that gives you a plus-one strength, cool. That means all your attacks will go up by a little bit more, because you attack with strength.
1: Okay. Um, So, yeah. So what else do we need to decide? Um,
0: well, we've kind of been jumping all over the place with the different levels. We've covered first level, you get Rage and unarmored Defense. Second level, you get Reckless Attack, which I believe just means you can sacrifice your defense to get advantage on your attack. You get people advantage on attacking you. Uh, You get Danger Sense, which I think means you can't be surprised, right?
1: I have advantage on deck saving throws against me that I can see.
0: Oh okay. Alright. So that's that's kinda of nice. We don't really need to go into that at all. Third level though is where you choose your primal path, and so that's where we're still kind of on Which, if you want to the
1: path. Yep, so I've made a decision. I want to do Path of the Totem Warrior and I want my totem spirit to be a wolf. Nice.
0: And see that is fun. And that is fun, but like it's always nice too when you have something with your character that makes the game more fun for other characters, right? Yeah. So that was my
1: yeah. that was kind of my thought process.
0: Very cool. So you are the path of the wolf.
1: Especially since I don't know these guys that well and I want to be their friends. I want them to like me, Jake.
0: Are we, are we going back to. You're trying to find replacements for me? Is that, again, what we're happening here?
1: You know, Google Hangout can only do so much for me.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know why in my head all I hear is, I will remember you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So you get the wolf. Um, and then is there anything within that? So it's not until 6th level that you Correct. would eventually get something uh, within the wolf. What is it, though? I mean, I'm just
1: curious. Okay, so, I mean, if we were at a level to 6th, my wolf would also give me... You gain the hunting sensibilities of a wolf. You can track other creatures while traveling at a fast pace. And you can move stealthily while traveling at a normal pace. See Chapter 8, Adventuring, for rules on pace.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so, I mean, it makes you a little bit more, like, a tracker, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, Okay. Nice. Okay, so that's what you have for that level. And then, so that's third, what did you get for fourth level? You get the ability score improvement, which we kind of uh, already did. And then, fifth level, you get your extra attack, and you get fast movement, which means your speed goes up by ten. Yep. Um, and that's kind of important because the other thing is, with Halfling, I think their move is 25 normally, it so is, now yeah. yours goes up to 35, which is normal. <laughs> um, yep. Or what most people usually do. Um as far as movement. Um... Bum, 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 bum. I think that is kind of it for the, like, actual, like, numbers and getting into the grinding of what, uh...
1: Yeah, this is why we don't do this in our normal episodes, because it kind of sucks. And it's hard to talk about it and make it sound interesting. It doesn't suck. Math. Like, it is it's fun. Just, yeah. But yeah, like, how many math podcasts well, are out there? I'm sure there are a lot, actually, but... <laughs>
0: I like how you immediately backpedaled on that, realizing. But that, those
1: like, people aren't listening to us. <laughs>
0: <Our> whoa! <laughs> wow, way to just get rid of a whole potential community that might be interested in the in physics and math nerds. Yeah, wow, calling them nerds even. Jeez. I mean, we're all nerds;
1: just different That's categories.
0: True. Nerd love. Nerd it's love.
1: like it's like it's like calling heavy metal rock music. Like it can, it can all fall under rock. But I think I like, think
0: while we're already. This deep in this hole of upsetting as many people on the internet as we can with different subcategories, we should just stop digging. Okay.
1: (laughs) There's a reason why Reddit's got a hundred subcategories, right? That's true.
0: That's true. Um, But okay, cool. So we got we got the numbers figured out. We got all of that. Um, Yeah, I I think. And and another reason that I, I I'm excited about this and us going into this now is that it's not like we're just going to put this out there and then not hear about how it actually plays out, right? Like, you're going to go and you're going to play this, and then we're going to have you come back and we're going to talk about what happened in the game. And so that's going to be fun because we'll see that, like, oh, yeah, it was really dumb of me to not put more into my intelligence because we went up against a wizard that was constantly just (laughs) taking over me or some shit, like, you know, who, or that's wisdom, I guess. But either way, like, that's, we're going to actually see how these numbers pan out. And that's what I think is kind of the fun of this and why I was totally on board with going into a little bit more deep dive on this. And then, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to kind of flesh out? What do you think his alignment is? I mean, you have the lawful kind yeah. of...
1: So before we hop into alignment, I never made a definitive choice on my skill proficiency.
0: Oh, that's true. Yes.
1: Um, which, just again, reminder, with the bodyguard, I can either be proficient in perception and insight or investigation and survival
0: yes and then let me look i think you get uh proficiencies with halfling okay alignment uh most alignments are lawful good as a rule blah blah no not what i wanted age Nope. um oh no you don't get any proficiencies. you get something with with barbarian maybe
1: i don't th- i didn't see anything but feel free to look I'm yourself asking
0: questions skills here we go choose from the from two so you can either have animal handling Athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. So, if you wanted to pick perception and, you know, something else here, you can get perception or survival here. So, if you want to, you know, have perception and survival, you can choose one here and then take the other one from the bodyguard perspective, uh, yeah. uh, background, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Um, let me pull that up so I can look at it myself real quick here. Um, so, I, f- I feel I, like just instinctively I want to try and choose. Um, intimidation even though my charisma isn't that high
0: but but what that means then is like so sure when you would normally roll intimidation it would just be a plus zero to it which means whenever you roll on your d20 that is the number you get but if you give it the uh your choose that as one of your proficient skills that means you get to add your proficiency modifier which at fifth level i think is three two three I don't know, it's not in this... Oh, no, it is here, it's two. No, it's plus three. That's when it goes up to plus three. Nice. So that means, even though you're not great in it, you get to add a plus three to intimidation, which is not, I, I think, is a, is a smart idea. Yeah. Um, because as a bodyguard enforcer, you're going to at least be trying to be more, you know, in your face. Yeah. Um, And then okay. the, other, the other ones, I, I think athletics is important. <laughs> I was going <gonna laughs> to say a, that. Which is strength-based. So that means that your athletics would be pretty crazy high okay. because you're already getting a plus two to it and then you get the plus you get plus five to anything you roll for athletics
1: okay um then i want to choose i'm making a choice for the skill proficiencies associated with bodyguard i want to choose perception and insight all right and then for the um barbarian i'm choosing athletics and intimidation all right
0: so with perception and insight, those are wisdom-based, so they just kind of help because you have a zero there, right? And then you have your athletics, which will go up a bunch, because it's and it's also strength-based, so that's going to be your main thing you want to <laughs> generally try and do, um, which athletics is usually just anytime you need to, like, someone charges at you and tries yep. to tackle you. Yeah, the two of you need to make strength athletic checks against each other to see who's able to grapple the other one. Um, yeah. And then intimidation is pretty straightforward, right? Anytime you're trying to intimidate somebody um so yeah all right cool uh very nice is there anything else that we missed then thus far
1: no that's all that we've got so far and i think the only thing i think the only thing we we need to really discuss here that could be interesting to our dear listeners is maybe my alignment
0: yeah, um, and again, this is where it's like, if you don't want to go into it, I don't think your DM's going to ask for it. I think it's more for you as yeah. a character, right? Like, what 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 is he willing to do? What is he not willing to do? You know, I mean, we already know he's kind of lawful and that you have this idea for a big smack of being somebody that's willing to lay down for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Their life, lay down their life for somebody else, not not in a sexual way. I mean, maybe, <laughs> who knows?
1: <laughs> if, it means if it means you'll survive, I'll lay with you one time. It's a fantasy world, who knows? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like we don't have to make this too complicated. Because, again, we're not trying to make a super interesting, in-depth, multi-layered character. Uh, sure. That effort will be lost in a one-off. So I just feel like, yeah, I feel like this is going to be a lawful good character.
0: But, again, so, I'm going to okay. be
1: lawful in the sense of my, like, crime laws. Like Sure. The-
0: but good still means, then what you're doing and what actions you're a part of, you believe are for the betterment of everybody.
1: Everybody being my party is how I'm going to associate it. Not every I'm not going to associate the word everybody as in the world.
0: Well, then that, I, I think that would be more so neutral.
1: Fine. Semantics.
0: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and again, this is where it doesn't matter, right? Because no one at no point in this, they're going to be like, oh, I don't think you actually are awful good because blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. Yeah. What, just so you kind of have a tuning fork of where you align with with all of this. Okay, I'm gonna um, do full th- neutral. Great. Um. Cool. Do you wanna go into what he looks like or his age at all?
1: Potentially? Um, I could make up I could make up an appearance right now. Um so he's a halfling. Yes, we're just and halflings that. do not get very tall. Um I no, wanna say no. I read like three feet. Uh that sounds about right. Yeah, halflings average about three feet and weigh about forty pounds. But yeah. I I'm a brick shit house, so that's 40 pounds of pure muscle.
0: I mean, you could even just be 45.
1: Yeah, there's a plate. There's a 45-pound plate walking around. Sure. Um. So they average three feet, so I'm going to say I'm three and a half feet. Oh,
0: you a big old halfling.
1: So I'm a three and a half foot tall halfling weighing in at five stones.
0: Oh, 50. Dang. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. and then let me see if I can get a picture. What's this picture look of a halfling? Oh, they look real dumb. Wow, um,
0: rude. I take personal offense of someone currently playing a halfling.
1: Yeah, I mean they're just so basic. Huh. Huh. Oh, <laughs> um, I think he's gonna be um completely clean shaven. He's okay. not gonna have a beard. He's not gonna have any facial hair. He's gonna be bald. Oh, um, okay. Since he has a dangerous background, being that he's been hired for this heist job, um, as much as I love facial scars, I'm going to keep scars off the face and just put, like, maybe little nicks in his uh, head. Um, okay. It could be, like, shaving nicks, sure. just, like, little blemishes in, in, in his head. Could be a bird um,
0: decided to perch on top of him and just scrape up his head.
1: Yep, it's very possible. Oh. Um, He's, I think... I want this character to yield a uh, great a- wield, not yield, <laughs> wield a great axe. Okay. Um, so that's gonna be the weapon he's carrying around, which is gonna yeah. be what taller than him or just as tall as him?
0: It could be about his height. Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, they're not. They're not. Generally, I'm trying to think. Is it? Th- they're usually three feet a great axe i mean you could have it be whatever size you want right so i mean if you want to be as tall as him and you think that's funny cool it could be something that's like a walking stick height that he could like lean on you know as as like a thing as well so you know it's just under it's gonna be three feet tall or okay
1: something. he's got a three foot long great axe um the clothes he's just going to be darning uh web regular leather armor i would say i don't think he's gonna. well mean- so
0: that's the thing with barbarians is if they wear armor they lose some of their features Um, that's true you did say any armor that's right yeah so if you're not wearing any armor you yeah so it's not as it's better to not have armor on so like he could be just in like darker clothing i mean depending on what he's wearing for the job or his general background
1: yeah Yeah, that's okay you're right good point um i forgot about that so yeah no armor but then just yeah i would say he's just wearing basic civilian clothes just wants to blend in more likely darker clothes i'm sure depending on what the kind of job the heist is going to be we all might wear the same outfit when the time comes. Like, maybe someone in our group's like, everyone put these on. So, like.
0: You're all yeah. cops. And you're all showing up to the casino to just grab the money and walk right out with Brad Pitt.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, that's a really poor description. Um, it's just, it's a pretty basic halfling. There's really nothing too crazy about them. Yeah.
0: Well, the one thing I would ask, though, is like, as a barbarian, you know, usually they're more like, I don't know, tribal looking in nature. Like, so they don't. They're not fully covered in their clothing, right? Do you think, though, he is, like, in, like, if he's wearing a... Like, he wears... His shoulders are covered and he's not exposing his chest. Because, right, he's this big brooding guy. Is he a muscly guy at Venice Beach that, you know, hates wearing a shirt? Or is he somebody that's, like, ripping out of the shirt? He got a baby gap. Or is it, like, he's, you know, covering himself and doesn't want to look like he's big? You know, that, that would be the other, as far as appearance question I would ask.
1: Okay, good. Those are good questions. And I would say that... I do not think he's the Venice Beach. Can't doesn't stand wearing a shirt. Um, I think, but I also don't think he. So I'm gonna go with he's trying to hide it. Okay. So he my wants. Rambling. To,
0: okay. So he wants. To, so he wants to be the guy that's a little un unassuming looking as like a yeah. halfling. So that he almost kind of lures people in and then beats the show.
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So he. So he's fully covered. He looks like he's just kind of normal. Just looks like a rectangle in in his clothing. Yep. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, cool. All right, nice. Um, yeah, anything else then you want to try and I mean, there's so the, age.
1: No, the last thing I think that would be fun to try to flesh out here is um the voice of my character.
0: Yes. Okay. All right.
1: Which I feel like I'm going to fall into a traditional pattern of what I've done with small characters that I've created, but I want you to maybe try and give me notes and maybe you're my director in this moment, okay? So oh, I'm going gi- to I'm gonna, I'm going to give you a sentence and you're going to give me feedback and I'm going to try to make subtle adjustments. And we'll do this for a little bit. If I start saying the same with every single "quote unquote" uh, direction, <laughs> then we'll stop. But uh, are you ready for this little little? Uh, I'm just going to add sp- the
0: disclaimer that I have no training and I'm not qualified to be doing this by any means. So yes, I'm ready. Okay. And you're done writing. Okay, go ahead. What did you write?
1: All right. So this is how I plan on introducing myself and the voice that I initially thought of. Um, at the table for my one-off coming up you ready
0: i don't think i am but i'm excited
1: okay so again half halfling barbarian here it goes name's big smack i have a five o'clock shadow and a bald head with some nicks and scars i try to hide my brooding size under a cloak making myself look not as strong as i am I have a great axe hanging off of my back that I occasionally lean on and I'm here to make sure you all get out alive.
0: <laughs> uh I like it. It's it's nasally. I think I think it works. And it's not it's not like out of any kind of crazy range, right? It's not like it's something that you would maybe stumble over trying to like hold for a long period of time, which yeah. I feel like is a I know I've made that mistake before. I'm like, oh geez, I don't know how to keep this going. I can't do this um, long term. Yeah. The the one thing, though, is I know I've lost, like, when I lose a voice sometimes, I have, like, a go to sentence I say as it like, to help me refine the voice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I mean, yours could just be the Big Smack line, right? Yeah. The name's, the name's Big Smack. Like, yeah, like, that's. <laughs> and that's then when great. I
1: go into a rage, I'm like, DM, I would like to go into a rage.
0: Is that what you're going to do with your voice? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. then talk like that when you're if raging? I'm in a
1: rage of, like, get out everybody rode. i probably peaked, peaked audio so bad oh my god so you're just gonna and then i come out of my rage and i was like oh guys that was a close one <laughs> <laughs> so you're
0: gonna make sure that you're talking in battle when, yeah. when you're literally raging yeah okay all right that's that's <laughs> yeah i'll I, as far as notes go Yeah, I think that sounds fine. It sounds fun. Um, It's nasally. And then, yeah, I think that's the main thing, right? Just focusing on making sure you keep that consistent. And that's it. And then I'm interested to hear how the the death metal scream goes over uh, as far as you're raging. That'll that'll (laughs) be fun for the the whole part. You need to stand up and also act like you're going to flip the table.
1: I should probably (laughs) just flip the table. I'll be invited back (laughs) if I do that. This guy commits.
0: Um. All right, yeah, cool. Did you want to try any other sentences? Did you want to try like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog? Is that what it is?
1: I don't, no idea what you're talking about.
0: That's every key, every letter on the keyboard.
1: Which? Oh doesn't... no, dude, that's not even close. Do you not remember the rhyme for the keyboard? I
0: remember. way I was gonna say the one that was the math one. The please excuse my dear aunt Sally. That's math. Yeah,
1: that's PEMDAS. No.
0: Yeah, what's what what one are you talking about? The one for the I'm one talking in the about
1: you start at the queue and work your way down yeah. each row. Okay. Do you not know or do you not remember? I'll tell I you. Don't, apparently not. Quick, ask Zoe. What stops X rays? Even dogs can't. Red fish vanish, then grow bigger. Yaks hear noises under Jack's mattress. I keep commas over long periods. Peanuts.
0: Yay! Public school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, um, folks, in order to keep prevent us from talking about more useless shit, I'm yeah. going to say right here and now that that is it for building this one-off character. Um, yes. Jake and I will be recording at a different time where I will...
0: Well, no, It's for them it's going to be like, I don't know, let me check my watch, it's going to be mere seconds.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, for you it's going to be mere seconds. For us, it's going to be like four days. We're going to record... Time um, is made up. It's a flat circle. <laughs> um, we're going to record... Me telling everyone what happens during this one-off, um, things yeah. I was able to play with, things that I maybe made a terrible choice on, uh-huh. um, and that's what we're going to do in place of our normal RP that we do to every session. Um, so yeah, this was like exciting. this was like the nerdum of creating an actual functional D and D character in every sense yeah. with combat we and uh, yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Briefly, yeah
0: we, yeah, we dove in a little deeper, and I'm excited to hear the tales uh, that come out of uh, this one-off for uh, Tony Big Smack. Cook- Kunklinski. Kukul-
1: Kuklinski. Kuklinski. Yeah,
0: right, Name's whatever. big
1: smack. All right.
0: Well, talk to you guys in a few seconds.
1: <laughs> yep. Talk to you soon. Yo, 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 motherfuckers. We about to get all merry up in this bitch. And since it's the holidays, we about to shout out every one of our patreons. The only question is, should I spit this shit fast or spit it and cling on? I can't do either of those, so listen to this generic flow take a seat grab a drink here we go We would like to say thanks to our friend impending Duff. He had us on his own show when our shit was really rough. Now it's time to say thanks to this dude. His name is Jack. He's a big bad evil guy and he'll fucking eat you like a snack. And we can not forget our biggest hog. His name is Brett. He would have us yell and eat more bacon till the room starts shaking. All these peeps mentioned here are sweeter than your chicklings, dear. Through their help and support, we could stop Voldemort. Uh. Yeah. If you would like to be shouted out with all these fine people, just head on over to patreon.com slash rngpc, and maybe you'll end up in the sequel. Nate, out.
0: All right, now, because mere seconds later, almost no time has passed, at least for the the listeners and the common people of this podcast that we make.
1: I'm so much older now. Two weeks older, to be precise.
0: Yeah, we said four days. Ha. Jokes on us for thinking plans in 2020 will play out how
1: expected. That's true. That's true. Also, jokes on us for thinking that um, you can finish anything in D&D in one session.
0: That's true. I heard from a little bird that showed up on my phone that was actually a message from you, and I'm trying to make a joke here, and it was just you texted me. That's what it was. I'm bailing on this joke halfway through it. You texted me that apparently this this one-off took two offs, is that correct?
1: Correct. It took two offs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the first, uh, we played for five hours the first time. And the second time we got, we finished it in like three and a half, four. Um, wow. But it was a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the characters that my friends brought to the game, as well as the DM. So the DM was the only person in this group that I had not met previously, or didn't oh, okay. know at all. Um, and he was really cool, uh, really, um, adaptive, really, um, go with the flow. Like, for example, the, like we told you guys, this, uh, one-off was a heist. So whenever we as a team were like scheming or like retconning and trying to figure out how we wanted to approach the situation, he left. The DM huh? got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then when we were done, we'd call him back and he'd come back and like, all right, you guys ready to go? And he would start like guiding us. He, he did not want to know our plans. That's awesome. Yeah, we had, like, code words and shit, and at one point he was like, I know you guys are using code, and I have no idea what it means.
0: <laughs> that's that's a level of trust that is amazing in a DM. And because yeah. it's also, at least to me, what that says is, he doesn't want to metagame. And it's very rare that you'll have a DM that in himself is like, I, I don't want to even potentially be influenced by metagaming here. So that's, that's cool. That's fun. And because, again, like we were talking about before, is a DM setting the tone to help encourage your players to get into it more right and that's huge that's a big thing right there It'd be like boom okay i'm gonna leave i'm gonna and like it's that's awesome that's really cool and that's, yeah. that's something that i've i think i kind of did it for the one-off i did for you guys but it's just because i had to go to the bathroom i don't think it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like an intentional um thing to actually do but that's that's awesome and that's definitely something now i will keep as a potential thing to maybe do if i ever dm yeah,
1: yeah i'd never seen that before and it, yeah it was it was cool um this one off was also the first time where i was asked to leave a table not just me specifically but at one point our party gets split yeah and three of us were like you guys he looks at us he goes you three take a walk and oh. we just got we got up we went for a, like a walk around the block and him and our other player had like 20 minutes to themselves It was pretty great i was oh, like geez. hell yeah i'll leave this table <laughs> I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was pumped
0: oh man that's awesome <laughs> Um, yeah. okay, cool. Well, then I'm excited to kind of hear how this went. I mean, so it sounds like despite being divided into two sessions, I mean, a nine hour one off, if you get the right people that can happen all at once. Like if you put a whole day into it, I mean, I know <laughs> critical role reference coming at you when they, <laughs> but before they were the, the like streaming show that was every week, they would play every few months because they're all busy, very successful, talented voice actors. Um, yeah. They would play every few months and apparently make, like, a whole Sunday of it. It would start as brunch and end as dinner. Like, so it would be this whole thing. So, like, it's not it's not too far off the realm of being that long. It just means – I'm assuming you guys had fun.
1: We did have fun. Um,
0: so, okay, so why don't you – why don't we start um, – since I wasn't there, why don't you introduce the other characters or talk about who else was – how many people were there?
1: So there were um... – Five of us, if you include the DM. Four players and the DM. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Yep.
0: <laughs> and and as the listeners are very familiar with, your character was Tony Big Smack something. I don't remember his name. It's been two weeks.
1: It's Kuklinski, but it's just Big Smack. Big Smack.
0: Okay. Um, cool. We don't need to remind them, because we just did all of that, of who you yep. were. But who was everyone else?
1: All right, cool. So there was a rogue... Tra- <laughs> A rogue trickster turtle named Shelton Crackpot
0: what I feel you, like a rogue you heard me A rogue turtle is definitely like an oxymoron.
1: He had incredible sleight of hands <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I, I, okay, all right, I mean it's d and I mean to be fair, turtle is a completely made up tortoise thing, which i mean we've we've made one of those on
1: here before, so cool, no. all
0: right, fun.
1: <laughs> Um, the next character, who um, is an arcane trickster halfling, who ended up being... We decided that we were friends because I was also a halfling. Uh-huh. Their name was Mulligan. Um, Arc- I did not catch... Ar- Go ahead.
0: Arcane trickster? So was it like wizard? I'm trying to think. I don't know exactly. That's not exactly like a, a class person. I mean, um, maybe I'm just wrong. Anyways, keep going. That's
1: what I remember him saying, but... Um, maybe to give you some more context, he had this ability where he rolled, uh, I think he called them like pointus points or something, where he would roll a d20 twice. And like, so for example, our first session, he rolled a d20, he rolled a three, and then he rolled a 17. And once per day, he can delegate that three to like the DM if he wanted to. So the DM goes to roll a roll, he's like, you rolled a three. He, He can give the DM that three. That's Same with cool. the 17. He, could, he rolls a 17 and could give that to one of us. But if we roll really shitty, he's like, I'm going to give you the 17. But once he uses it, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't um, know if that's like a canon thing or like an Unearthed Arcana no, thing. No, I've, but... I've,
0: I've, I've heard of that before, and I'm trying to remember what subset that is. Because it's not – because Arcane Trickster is the subclass of a rogue. Oh. So that's where it's like – but did he cast spells? He did. Okay, so he was probably, he might have been sorcerer or, or wizard or, or, or something.
1: I think he was a wizard. I don't truly did, remember, to okay. be honest.
0: did he Eldritch Blast at all?
1: No, not, <laughs> not not no a... one's a warlock. <laughs> no one was a warlock.
0: Um, okay, all right, cool. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that'll play in too much. But either way, so you guys decided yeah. you had some kind of connection?
1: Yeah, because we were both halflings. We had worked together in the past. Okay. Was that the one? Cause um, I know we talked about, I
0: think, part of Big Smack's background was, oh, he's always with his companion and
1: yep. blah, blah.
0: So was that, did you try and do a little? Yep. Um,
1: yeah, we did, yeah.
0: I'm doing a connecting thing with my hands in this audio <laughs> medium, but I'm making a solid with two separate pieces.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, okay. we tried. Right. We tried. Okay. Um, the final member of our party is a half-elf bard. Who took the folk hero background? Oh, and he was charismatic as fuck, and <laughs> um, it was so good. And that character, he, that character's name was Pontus.
0: Pontus. Okay, these are good yeah. names because Mulligan I like as a name, but it also, I mean. We're just so sure everyone knows we're recording this on July third, and and uh, uh, Hamilton just came out on Disney Plus, and that's all <laughs> I've been listening to. And one of the characters in that is Hercules Mulligan, so I'm like, yeah, that's where I go to. I'm sure it's not what this was. It's a, whatever. Um, that's cool. Um, with the Pontus being the the half elf, did he ever go into what what he did to be a folk hero?
1: He's a He's a model <laughs> who has modeled for kings and queens across the land. What?
0: Mod- i don't what He's
1: beautiful everyone was commenting every time we met someone the dm would go you have quite the jawline <laughs> <laughs> okay all right that's fun um so I... he was just a, he's just a beautiful man uh, everywhere he goes people want to be around him uh super attractive uh so just very persuasive and charismatic as a result and I, the folk hero thing could all be bullshit, you know. I well, don't know. It was just a one off.
0: Yeah, but no, I mean, folk hero usually how it works is there's something that you did that inspired people and blah blah blah, and so people recognize you as a thing. And I, I think it's funny that he went with the just went with a model like thing because you you can make it whatever you want, like any other background. It gives you like examples of like, yeah. oh, you could be this, this, or this, or this is could be what you did. Um, I'm just, I think it's interesting that he went with model because it's like. The fuck is a model in D, like Do you pose for paintings? Like, or is it yeah, just who knows? Oh, that's great. That's
1: funny. Um It was also funny because the DM and him had this like they've all played together before in like a DM player capacity. Mm-hmm. Um but the DM would have Pontus every every time someone asked Pontus, like, who are you? He'd admit, and Pontus would be like, You don't know who I am? The uh DM would be like, roll a dignity check. <laughs> <laughs> and like just make him roll a D twenty and be like you're not that hurt by the fact they don't know who you are. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> um, that, stuff like that. It was funny. That's great. And see, and, and that's
0: just, again, another example of why I think the more you just play D and D with more people, the better it is because so much of this is just made up. And as long as you're having fun and the rule, like that little dignity check thing, it's just a fun little, whatever fucking throw it in. And like, yeah, yeah, it's, that's fun. That's cool. Um. All right, cool. So, so it's a heist. What, what were you guys stealing and, or what was just start explaining the story and I'll stop you anytime I have some peanut gallery things to add in.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. So we were hired by a wizard named Bartholomew Bigsby, who has a vendetta against the Duke of this town that we're in. Good name. Good um, name. it was a good name. I liked it. Um, the, uh, like a week prior to this event, there, a space rock fell from the sky and the Duke was able to steal it and, from where it landed before Bartholomew could. So Bartholomew is like, your job is to go to this party that the Duke is throwing tonight, he's inviting the whole town, and figure out where he keeps this space rock, steal it, and bring it back to me. If you do so successfully, I'll pay you each 3,000 gold, as well as, and then the DM gave each of us a piece of paper, and he says, you each have a secondary mission that you keep to yourselves. If you complete that <laughs> secondary mission, I'll give you an additional 1,000 gold. My secondary mission was break as much stuff as possible without <laughs> being caught.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. That's so <laughs> – I like – okay. Again, love that is – oh, I'm making – I'm excited. I'm banging things in there. <laughs> um, love that is a dynamic. That's that's fun um, and hilarious. But, like, how is that measurable? On your end, like what, what, uh, what is as much like, you could just say, yeah, I broke everything. Uh,
1: I don't know what the DM was doing, but every time I broke something, he'd have me roll a D100, which scared me every time. <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. It's just like, <laughs> I'd roll the D100. He'd just look at me and he'd go, okay. And then we'd start, keep going. It was like, All right.
0: <laughs> Did I do good?
1: <laughs> yeah. I rolled a, st- I rolled 100 once, which is oh, pretty cool. I'm my... Like I'm like, I have, I have all zeros. And they're like, "That's a I'm like, "Cool." That's you, I don't know. I don't know what it did. Do you know that?
0: Do you know the chances of that? One in a hundred. Yes, that is
1: correct. Oh, some <laughs> fist pumping.
0: Um. Okay. Cool. That's fun. Um, I'm just gonna keep saying that's fun. That's apparently my go-to. That's my line. Um. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Keep going.
1: Okay. Cool. Um. So. <sighs> In order, like, so we ended up, I don't know, this was, this organically happened, but essentially the gist of it was we decided we need to figure out our group's dynamic, and we pulled off a mini heist before we did the main event. Wait,
0: was this, did the DM suggest this? Nope. This This was our idea. This is why this was two sessions. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know how long this took or where it went, but this is why it was two sessions.
1: (laughs) So we decide that we're going to rob a jewelry store. Uh-huh. because we can't show up to the, to this party with this rich duke who by the way I don't know if I mentioned is a vampire. No. Um, what? Yeah, the duke's a vampire. That's information we knew going into this heist. It's not like we learned like the uh, Bartholomew was like Okay, keep going. The Bartholomew was like the duke whose name is Reginald is a vampire.
0: <laughs> that's so okay. So that that's always something that's interesting to me too is like the the world itself, right? Because I'm assuming that if people vampires just I mean, I'm assuming most people know this. Usually bad, are, are are monsters and big bad type things you can fight in a D and D campaign, depending on how the DM wants to use them. And I guess it's interesting that so you weren't supposed to kill him or do anything with stopping like any sort of. I evil? mean,
1: if we did kill him, I'd imagine that Bartholomew wouldn't be you know upset with us. But no, we were just supposed to go get the uh, space rock and bring it back.
0: Interesting. Okay, that but that adds a level of like. Heightened awareness or or, or tension. It I raises like.
1: it raises the stakes. Oh,
0: you could say. Oh, where's the sound <laughs> effects intro? Drum, drum, cymbal.
1: <laughs> but um
0: Yeah, no, I, wouldn't, I wanted to talk it. Anyways, <laughs> um okay, all right. So there's. This is clearly a well thought out world. I appreciate that because again, like I said, for me, when you say, "Oh, this person's a vampire," it's okay. So they're bad. They're a monster. We have to kill them. But apparently, that's not the main goal. Okay, cool. So you decide you're not going to show up empty handed, even though you totally could have.
1: Yep. We can't show up to this party without looking, you know, as dapper as can be. So we decided to pull a minor heist on a jewelry store. And Pontus goes in first and uh, explains the situation to the shopkeeper that this we're is the going bar, to the, right? the half elf party. Yes. Park Pontus, the, yep. Pontus goes in. And explains our situation to the shopkeep that we're going to the Duke Reginald's party tonight, and we can't go and, and with empty-handed. We need something to impress him. What's the most expensive piece of jewelry that you possess? So he he brings it out and sets it on the like the counter. And at this time, our turtle Shelton f- stumbles through the front door and smashes his shell into a display and ruin. And starts breaking stuff like quote unquote falling around, stumbling. This full
0: bull in a china shop.
1: Yep, yep. This so is when the, the shopkeep
0: Yep, the this very, is the rogue. The very stealthy <laughs> rogue. Okay, okay. Yep.
1: So as this is happening, uh, the shop keeps distracted. Pontus the bard takes the necklace, tosses it to an empty space where Mulligan the halfling is invisible. He catches it. At this moment, I use my great axe to blast open the back door, and we scurry away with this, with the necklace. Why didn't you just go out the <laughs> front door? Because we ran we ran out the back door.
0: Was, th- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like extra layers were added.
1: Um, oh, and then on the way out, Mulligan couldn't help but steal a second necklace. So we stole two necklaces from the shopkeep.
0: And these were to give us <laughs> gifts or to wear
1: to the party? Uh, Potentially both. Ch- um, so they were mostly for gifts because we wanted to try to get on the Duke's so- good side. Sure. Before you, I mean, he's a
0: vampire. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that encounter happened. Um, I guess yeah. that's a good way, too, for you guys also to see if you can, I mean, because, yeah, th- I, th- I don't hate that idea of trying to pull something off real quick, but, um, okay, so then then do you go, or do you guys have, like, a shopping montage, too, where you decide to get your, like, black tie affair in order?
1: We did have a shopping montage, oh, but it was really? streamlined. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was streamlined. <laughs> um, the party was a masquerade. So, we had to go to a costume shop and get masks and look nice. So, but that was, uh, that the whole like RP of that was the DM was like, What kind of masks do you find? So, we all describe different, uh, masks. Nice. That's so, fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so then we get to the party and there are skeletons everywhere. The what, skeleton, wait,
0: like, like hanging as like decoration,
1: like walking around.
0: Oh, so like the <laughs> monster's skeletons are just everywhere.
1: Yep. They're they are essentially the servers of the party. They're making sure that the food is <laughs> the food table's full, the bar is always stocked, they're just eyeless and walking around and um they're posted up at like by important doors being like security, blah blah blah. And eventually we learn relatively quickly that there is a white walking around the party.
0: Oh. Oh so and, so just to okay. Um for everyone at home that might not know, that is not just a color. But also, that is a another monster-like thing in the world of D anD D. That if I remember correctly, can rise things from the dead, right? Or controls like can control other undead-like things. Correct?
1: I mean, based on how uh, Bilford the Butler was his name was controlling (laughs) the skeletons, I'd say that's correct.
0: That is way too formal of a name. So a white is essentially just a higher level zombie. Everything I've always thought of 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 a white is just that it's it's like a very like it's a smart zombie. Like if a zombie could actually think and still like maintain yeah. everything.
1: Based on uh, the DM's descriptions and like I said, we learned really quickly that um, the white Bilford was controlling the skeletons uh, telepathically. Like a Bilford looked at something, a skeleton was ended up there doing something. Okay. We we, abs- we observe that pretty quick. So he was kind of control of security and the skeletons and making sure everything ran smoothly. Um, All right. We don't we don't meet the Duke Reginald quite yet. Okay. We start we start doing some retcon and um, Mulligan, the halfling Shelton, uh, the tortle, and myself. We head to the uh, backyard of this huge mansion. Where we find a greenhouse slash conservatory in the back. And we find a door inside of there that leads down on the ground. Like, let's investigate that shit. Um, so we head down those doors. We avoid some traps for the most part. And eventually I decide that I'm going to start breaking stuff down there. Because I <laughs> haven't done my second uh, uh, mission yet. Okay. So we find this irrigation system that our turtle friend sticks his hand in unknowingly and gets grappled by a giant frog. Oh, okay. And yeah, it grapples him, pulls him like halfway into the water, but the, uh, uh, Shelton's able to keep the frog, like at least kind of towards the surface of the water. So I can attack without being in the water. So I hacked the frog twice. Um, it was enough to cause the frog to let go and go into the water, like deep down. And since I wasn't, in a rage, I did not dive in after it. Yeah. I just, we just called it, we just called it good. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just say it now at this point, bad rogue. <laughs> just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like, it feels like all of the potential issues that have a row, uh, but like, maybe not bad, but just like not very stealthy. Not, a, not a very.
1: <laughs> so I did accidentally real quick. I'm a, just, uh, not a lot of detail. I'm going to back up. The rogue did successfully slight of hand, mage hand, a key ring off of the white.
0: Oh, Okay. So maybe that's the... Okay, so I mean, uh, this could be me just trying to help make this a little bit more effective for this rogue. But maybe their whole thing is they are the distraction, right? They're the left hand. They're the look over here, look over here. Them as the giant turtle bumbling around doing shit
1: while having his mage hand do stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that'd be correct because he did use mage hand to open doors and like everything. If if a door was suspicious, he'd be like, use my mage hand to push it. (laughs) Like, so... Okay. but after we after we beat the shit out of this big frog, <laughs> I find two gallons of uh, pesticides and I pour the entire jugs into this irrigation system, and just toss the plastic jugs away. Which I was then asked to roll a d100. <laughs> don't know why, but I was. Um, and then we left that room.
0: Oh, uh, this is the, so. This is what you were saying again. Like anytime you broke something, you had to roll a d100. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. And I don't know why. Um. So while this is happening. Pontus, the half elf folk hero, is upstairs flirting with girls, as he would. Yeah. And then the Duke Reginald enters the party. Um, I don't remember exactly how, but Pontus and Reginald end up having a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. in like Reginald's study, and that's um when we were all asked to leave the table. Everyone that oh. was in the basement. Okay. Yeah. So
0: this could be so, some scheming between the potentially big bad and somebody on your team.
1: Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I was like, he's going to get converted. Well, to,
0: or I mean, even just like we we talked about, I think, just mere minutes ago, um, about how any good heist has a twist and has yep. someone that betrays or double crosses or something or double or double double cross or something, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, cross just all the crosses. Yeah, it's into like, the into the vampire's heart.
0: Everyone knows that that's what the the church and th- uh, heists have in common is crosses.
1: Yep. Yep. yep exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. Back downstairs, we find a hallway that's full of paintings of Reginald, and it leads to what we assume is his bedroom.
0: Wait, downstairs, um, like in in the out the greenhouse in, in the greenhouse?
1: Yeah, we took we took a trapdoor oh. inside the greenhouse into like a basement of hallways. Okay, so we were under the property at okay. this point. So and I'm we a- find
0: I'm imagining a very Dorian Gray-esque like paintings on the wall where it's like I don't know if you're yeah. familiar, but yeah.
1: And there's multiples of them just oh, lining this okay, hallway. Okay, They're all of Reginald. And then we enter what we assume is his room, and a carpet wraps up our turtle friend. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> to love- which our turtle oh. friend retracts into his shell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 okay, that's, oh, yes, classic. I love, I love living inanimate objects. I forget what they're called, but like you can, you can <laughs> mimics. do Mimics? It- It's No, no. so they're different than mimics. Mimics are things that can attack you and have mouths and will turn into something that they want people to touch. But, like, magic carpets like that, um, one, you can get flying magic carpets, but then you can have living carpets or drapes or sheets or something that, like, will attack people. And it's a fun thing because they can grapple and wrap them. And then, I don't know if this happened, but, like, you can get suffocated inside of them as well as then when you attack it, you're also attacking your friend.
1: (laughs) yeah. So, um, so I'll, I'll just let you know that's exactly what happened. <laughs>
0: okay. well. Yeah.
1: Shelton got suffocated, and Mulligan told me, Hey, po- or uh, hey, Big Smack, I think it's time you go into a rage. And he <laughs> casted haste on me.
0: Oh, damn.
1: So I attacked this carpet four times.
0: In one turn, with, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah. Yep, in one turn. With Shelton inside of it. Um, I don't know if this is how this normally goes. Wait, wait. DM...
0: Did you use your
1: voice? Did you do the heavy
0: metal voice?
1: Oh, I did. Nice. I was like, I would like to go into a rage.
0: <laughs> did it go over well? Was It, it went over well. Like applause or some sort. It was well received. It okay. was well received. Nice, good. Carry on.
1: Um So I don't know if this is how this normally goes, but every damage I dealt to the carpet, half damage got dealt to so. the person inside. I don't remember exactly,
0: okay. but it's a, it's a common it's a, I just know you do damage through the carpet as well.
1: So Gotcha. Well, well he failed two death saves. Um, oh! <laughs> But he lived. I ended up killing the carpet and he rolls out like half alive and we Wait, put were, some potions were, in his mouth.
0: Were the death saves from you attacking him or from the suffocation? Yep. Oh.
1: From me attacking him. I felt <laughs> so bad. And, and, oh, and one time I rolled a nat 20. <laughs> and I looked, I so the, the turtle was sitting to my right, uh, Shelton. I grabbed my one D8 and I turn and look at him and I go, can I borrow your D8? <laughs>
0: Fucking stole his dice to do damage to him,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, nice. Um, yep
1: I oh but moral god. of the story, he lives, he lives.
0: Oh, it would have been so good if he dies. It's just like it I
1: mean, was close. Well,
0: we just leave the shell, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, uh, why so after did, that, why the, did the what? other guy
0: leave though? Like, the bard could have. Was there a thought process here? Was he going to stay behind and like be the like I don't know lookout or something? Like,
1: I believe there was a reason why he did not come with us downstairs, but I don't remember. Oh man,
0: because bards usually have some kind of healing or stuff they could help with buffing or magic as well. Too, it's just one of those things where it's like, and one of one of the other rules of D and D that besides there are no rules, but. Don't split the party. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that is that is a cornerstone, and yeah, okay, all right, all right,
1: carry on. But we did, <laughs> as as parties always do. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, we leave the bedroom, and on the way out, I use my great axe to carve X's over Reginald's face <laughs> in each of his each of his paintings. Oh, jeez. So that's how I do more damage.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, this is where it starts to get kind of interesting. If it's not interesting already to you. We decide that we're going to try and rejoin the party um, the party. Wait, party did you find the space rock? No, not yet.
0: Okay. So all of this <laughs> is just mishap.
1: Yep, this is all like a retcon, you could say, I guess, as we're looking to see where the space rock might be. Recon? You mean recon? Oh, yes. Retcon,
0: retcon is when you change something that's already happened. Oh, uh, okay. Like, we're, right. we're currently retconning your explanation of what a retcon is. Oh, Meta. Is that like Inception? It's ret. Reconception <gasps> anyway,
1: <Horrible>. <laughs> so we decided to try to rejoin the party going on upstairs. uh we tried to go back through the conservatory, but apparently the pesticides that I poured into the irrigation system caused those plants to grow exponentially, <laughs> and they were cr- they have now taken over the conservatory. They're like it's like a massive jungle in there.
0: so it just went straight, Jumanji just so- yep, okay. Okay.
1: Literally, Jumanji was used as a oh, descriptor really? as to how the plants were acting. <laughs> yeah, they were they were crawling around and shit with their vines, oh. and if someone got too close to the conservatory entrance, they were being pulled in. So guests were being pulled into what the conservatory. Goes, you
0: did this. I did. You did this.
1: You want to know what makes this moment even funnier? Yes. Mulligan's secondary task was to get a plant out of that conservatory. Oh, was it really? <laughs> I, did not, I didn't know that until the session, our one-off was over, that that was his task. I was like, my bad. <laughs> well,
0: why, didn't, why didn't he grab it before when you got... Well, maybe that's why he was reaching in the water. He's the one that reached in the water, right? No, no, no. It wasn't? So
1: Mulligan's the... Uh,
0: oh, he's the halfling. halfling. He's a, uh Shelton. Yeah. Shelton's the one that reached into the water. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, that sucks. Yep. <laughs>
1: I asked Mulligan that. I'm like, how come you didn't grab it before we went down the yeah. trap door? Because he noticed it. He, he used um, uh, detect magic, and he found the plant that was had a magical essence. But he was like, I thought I could get it later.
0: <laughs> cool. I know where it is. Nothing will happen to it.
1: Something yeah. happened to
0: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, yep. See, that's probably why I had you roll the D100. Because it was probably like, okay, what are the percent chances of this fucking up what's going on here? And like... You, the, the, every dm has a different way of like confirming stuff like some don't like it to be randomized some want to say okay well this happened so therefore logically this is whatever i'm i i like keeping it all random and it, it kind of makes me feel like okay this is out of my hands you guys did a thing so roll now yep. if it's this if it's that it's but it's not always a d100 sometimes like odds are even's okay like i won't tell you but just like roll a d20 okay it's an odd that yeah. means it's bad and then it's like yep. there we go and so that's fun
1: I tried to ask him when we were over, I was like, I know you probably won't tell me this because most DMs don't, and we're about to start playing a campaign together. Oh, what? But, oh yeah, this one off, this one off, got turned into a campaign. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay. Regardless, I asked him, I was like, and since you're going to be my DM now, like, more going forward, uh, I'm assuming this is a common thing that you do, so I understand you want to tell me, but what the D100 rolls mean, and he's when I'm not going to tell you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope it means, like, nothing. I hope it's just like, I don't know, I, don't know. I just want you to feel he like... He did
1: say, I'm not going to tell you, and then like a couple moments passed, and he's like, but were you scared? I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so you guys can't get back up through there. Plants are full on jumanji people and pulling yep. them in. Sounds like a great vampire party. Um, yep. Okay, so <laughs> do you make it back into the party?
1: We do. We end up finding the food and wine cellar, which is directly underneath the kitchen oh, nice. of the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but we bump into one of the chefs that was down there, and he starts freaking out. He goes, what are you guys doing down here? He tries to run up the stairs screaming for the guards. I grapple him, (laughs) crack him over the head twice with a bottle of wine, and then we dump him into a a trap door that was in the cellar All right, and put a barrel of beer on top of that door so he couldn't get out. How
0: is Big Smack feeling about all of this that is going on and everything with, like, because I mean, you kind of said that you and and Mulligan, right, are the ones that yeah. are a little bit closer. So you stuck with him. You're not going around with this rogue turtle that almost you almost killed. <laughs> um, what is his overall like? Is he think, Is this normal? Like, is this feeling normal for him? Or like you, your mind state at this point?
1: So my mind state at this point is the way that like because. Like I said earlier, I don't I don't really know these guys that well. So I was trying to like find my place not only within obviously this D and D group but with like their dynamics sure. that they've all played before. So I kind of I told Mulligan ahead of time, um, that I'm just kinda of gonna follow his lead mm-hmm. and that's kind of our relationship. So I even told him I was like, I'm not gonna rage unless you tell me to. Okay. Because I because bad things happen when I rage. Okay. So like I felt really bad that I fucked Shelton up. Like, he told told me to rage. I did it. And it's like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's just something I can't control it. You know, like a Bruce Banner kind of thing, I guess. Um, So that's kind of what I did. So, like, when I first grappled the chef, I was like, should I kill him? (laughs) 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 Which which made. the person who was playing Pontus the Bard, who wasn't in that moment in the game, laughed. He's like, that was so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the lawful
0: um, side, right? That's the lawfulness. And that, cool. I'm, I'm glad that there was at least that. Because that's the thing for you. Like, You've, what, now played three different characters in mm-hmm. total or whatever? Like, I think it's fun to see how different they feel, right? Because certain characters at different points, like your other two characters, I think, would have just killed that chef
1: yeah for Just sure
0: straight up dead there you go <laughs> and so like yep. it's, it's it's fun that you at least had that different kind of dynamic to it um nice okay all right so i'm assuming you guys get back up then through the food cellar
1: yep we we throw a smoke bomb into the kitchen and end up back at the main dance floor of the mansion party area which at this time uh reginald's wife has shown up Ooh. and she made her way to the center of the dance floor
0: at, i'm gonna cut you off again at what okay. point did you guys stop playing on the first night
1: um, we stopped playing. When did we stop playing? Has it happened yet? Yes. Okay. It has happened. Um, we stopped playing somewhere during the points where I poured pesticides to the irrigation system.
0: Okay. So did you have to walk away from the table the first night then?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So before you get down there, before you almost kill Shelton, um, all right, cool. That's a good, that's a good kind of stopping point And like, that's fun. Um, all right, cool. Keep going. So the wife shows up, and she is now there at the party.
1: Yep. She starts, uh, she heads out to the center of the dance floor, and Reginald meets her there and gives her, it's, it's the wife's birthday. Her name is Valerie. Okay. She is given a necklace that has the space rock in it, in the center of it, ah. as a gift. Okay. And then she starts casting a ritual, which tur- makes a green circle in the middle of the dance floor. And the DM pulls out his, like, JBL speaker and starts playing EDM music. And, like, (laughs) yeah. And it was awesome. Because, like, he had a very specific song he wanted for this moment just to add extra layers to, like, our game. Uh And he played a specific DM song or EDM song. And right when the beat dropped, he was like, let the party Begin and like the music started fucking <laughs> going and he, st- he starts describing what's happening, like the band changes what kind of music they're playing. Reginald the vampire is now floating around playing a guitar <laughs> 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 and Valerie starts growing horns and essentially turning into a demon. Oh and oh, this sure. greens this green circle shows up in the center of the dance floor and anyone who enters the circle starts becoming a demon. Whoa. But it's not um a, it's not like an unwilling Thing. Oh
0: shit! So there was willing. no like
1: draw from okay. the circle. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I ended up entering the circle at one point, and I did become a demon. I grew horns. My hands became all demon esque. Were you and... like a
0: halfling demon?
1: Yeah, I was a halfling demon, and I, I got I gained true sight as a result of that. Oh shit! Um, but like twelve hours later, my horns started going back into my head, so it was just like a twelve, party trick.
0: Twelve hours though, you're a demon yeah. for fucking twelve hours.
1: I was still myself. It was just like a party gag, like a. You know, okay. it wasn't evil in a sense, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's just take this out of context. It wasn't evil, but I turned into a demon.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Um, but I entered the circle because I tried to, like, do a performance. Of, like, I was really into the music and really into the moment. And I tried to, get, like, give the wife a hug and unclip the necklace from her. Why you? Which then... Because I was, I had the opportune moment, okay. as Jack Sparrow would say.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I did. I had the best moment to give it a shot, to just go for it. So I did. Um, Reginald shows up. He slides up next to me playing his guitar, and he whispers in my ear. He says, um, I wrote it down, Oh, I know why you were here. Don't touch my wife. Find Pontus if you want to live. <laughs> and I,
0: it's oh. Like, yeah. Had, wait, so Pontus, so this whole time, this other player that was playing Pontus was, was still at the table with you guys, but wasn't doing anything?
1: Um, he was doing stuff, but none of it... I don't remember any of it, because it wasn't really, like, plot. It sure. wasn't really essential stuff. Okay, It was just... Like, the DM did a good job of cutting between us and the basement to Pontus doing something. But it was kind of just like... Um, like I said, it wasn't intrical stuff, so I don't remember exactly what Pontus was doing while we were downstairs ruining everything. <laughs> Other than the moment that he had with Reginald where we had to walk away the yeah. session prior.
0: So it sounds like Pontus did flip, or at least cross a, a single cross.
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, so eventually, the party dies down with no major event happening. Nothing catastrophic happens, no one dies... We don't have the Space Rock, but we do linger at the party as people start to leave, like around 2.30 in the morning game time. Okay. Um, To which then, Bilford the White walks up to us and says that Reginald has invited us all to stay the night. We can sleep in his guest bedrooms, and he would like to speak with us in the morning.
0: That all sounds like a bad idea. (laughs) Well, we did it. Okay, sure, sure, sure,
1: sure, sure. Yep, so we all end up staying the night, but before that happened... Pontus did end up making his way to the wife's bedroom and sleeping with her.
0: (laughs) Was this his secondary task? Was his secondary task to to make Reginald a cuckold?
1: I wish. God, I wish. But it was not. His secondary task was he was given a torch that was a mimic that he needed to plant in the house. Did he? So he did. And it ate someone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's such an easy task.
1: It was pretty easy, but I think the idea behind it was that um, Bartholomew the wizard could spy through it. Oh, he could use to scry on him, probably. Yeah. The,
0: okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so while Pontus is sleeping with Reginald's wife, um, he has... The DM has Pontus roll like a d20. And then, based on the results, the DM wrote a note and slid it to Pontus. And at the end of the session, they we read out what the note was. And the DM told Pontus... Reginald shows up in the bed and whispers in your ear, Welcome to the Devil's Threesome. So, they all slept together. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. It was t- it was a top-tier moment.
0: The silence that is happening on my end, I just want you all to know, visually it's full of me shoving my hand into my face. Very <laughs> aggressively.
1: <laughs> it was great. The roles were perfect. The way that, like, the player Pontus was playing him <laughs> was so good. That I loved every did, moment of that did, RP.
0: Did he have him roll another one of those dignity checks, though? <laughs> During, I don't think so. Just curious, because I feel like for someone like Pontus to have to share something, probably not a huge fan of that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're getting towards the end now. We meet with Reginald the next day in a blacked-out library, since it's now it's, it's daytime outside. Yep. Uh, black curtains, all that good stuff. And Reginald was like, "You know, I was gonna pay you guys just to like not steal the space rack from me, but then I counted all of the damage that you've done to my house." <laughs> he's like, "Single-handedly you guys, looking at you." <laughs> he did look at me a lot. Um, <laughs> he's like, "You put X's on, you cr- put crosses on my paintings. You broke this, this, and this. All of my plants are ruined." um the, did, my giant frog pets almost dead <laughs> blah 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 and he's looking at me and the whole time i'm like uh i didn't do any of that stuff how do you know i did that stuff and i'm denying it up and down so finally the dm goes up uh big smack roll a, um Deception. wisdom save oh oh
0: no <laughs> why did you stay what about this seems like a good idea to stay why <laughs> Why,
1: why? <laughs> so, so I roll a wisdom save and I fail. And he goes, you are now charmed. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite. This is my personal favorite moment of the whole session. Okay. So the DM as Reginald looks at me and goes, just tell me the truth. And I block eyes with the DM uh, being Reginald. And I'm looking at him. And I let this like moment kind of build because I've now been charmed. And after like, a moment, I go, Okay, you got me. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> this big muscly halfling just oh yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, and for, since for those who can't see me, what I essentially did was I put my chin into my chest and brought up one of my shoulders. I was like, "Okay, you got me." Like I did it, <laughs> and my the DM fucking died. <laughs> so I was really I was really proud of that that moment.
0: That was probably even. I mean, I'm assuming you did the voice as much as you could, right? The higher pitched.
1: Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, "Okay, you got me." <laughs> it was good.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. Um, All right.
1: But yeah, but then essentially, Reginald does end up offering us gold and to never come back to his house.
0: <laughs> um, but he
1: also says that uh, if we kill Bartholomew, he wouldn't be sad about it, which is. Um,
0: Are you still charmed at this point? How long does the charm last?
1: Uh, Twenty-four hours. Oh.
0: Anyway, so, uh, is that? is that it was there more i mean you guys didn't get the space rock right
1: so the after he told us that like he can where he can he's gonna pay us to leave and that if we kill bartholomew he won't be sad um he was like that's kind of the end of the heist and that's when he asked us if we wanted to turn this into a campaign or not um and yeah and we decided that we want to keep playing so
0: (laughs) so you guys failed yeah i mean i guess too long didn't read you guys failed.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we failed. And everyone in our group thinks Reginald is way cooler than Bartholomew. So we're probably going to kill this wizard.
0: <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, well, I mean, since you're charmed, especially, I, I'm pretty sure charmed, like, you can't put yourself in danger. But if your other allies are on board, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, yeah, there, you would definitely be, I would assume, somewhat okay with it on board with potentially killing somebody. That your charmed person wants you to kill, as long as you don't see them as more of an ally than the person that charmed you. Which yeah, yeah.
1: But but here's um. So th- the um the DM did take a moment, like so. He's like after it was all over, he did kind of just like give a spark notes of what happened. He's like, you do continue to hang out with Reginald in his library. He gives you more background on his like kind of life and blah 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 blah. And he does tell us that although Reginald is a vampire, he did learn that with like his long unending life that it's just easier to be nice to people so like he he, so he's the duke of this town he throws a massive party once a month and invites everyone and he's rather generous with his money he doesn't want people knocking on his door he doesn't want people trying Mm -hmm. to fucking be like get out of our town like he doesn't want the hassle he's over it so he's like He's just so indifferent about everything, which is why he was like, you know, if you kill the wizard, I don't care. Like, if you do, <laughs> cool. If not, I don't care. Like, the, <laughs> I'm, assu-
0: I'm, I'm assuming here the wizard is a human.
1: I believe the human, the wizard was a human. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, like, just saying, I, I, I am fully on board with you guys killing this wizard, but do not expect it to be easy. Oh no! <laughs> By like any means.
1: He did give Mulligan a monocle that. Uh, Dispels magic in a 60-foot cone. Oh, So yeah. wherever you're looking through this monocle, it would dispel magic. He gave us that to help deal, in quotations, with the wizard.
0: That's cool. That's a cool <laughs> yeah.
1: idea.
0: Um, yeah, cause I, I, yeah, I assumed he was human because, one, the wizard-human thing just usually kind of lines up because wizards are often power-hungry, which is often the thing of, like, oh, that's a, another human-like flaw as well because their lifespan in comparison to other races is so short. So it sounds mm-hmm. like you got the classic human is jealous of this thing that can live forever, has all this power and gold and all this stuff, and is constantly trying to undercut him. And probably, yep. like, if he runs this town, everyone else is like, sure, yeah, whatever, he's fine. But this one guy that gets a little bit of, of power is like, no, that's not fair. I want some of Blah, 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 And that's the wizard. So
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was our one-off.
0: Wow. Well, so how do you feel, like, I know we kind of talked about, like, the whole thing for, or not whole thing, but part of big smacks thing was that you know he he is loyal to this one other companion which is is kind of cool that you got someone to kind of help point you in that direction but still feels like lonely and like kind of sad inside like did you did any of that come up did you feel any of that did it help inform anything in particular
1: so i did not i was unable to pull on the like emo i'm I'm alone (laughs) meta sure um I was not able to play on that in this session, but since it's now becoming a campaign, I feel like I can definitely start trying to focus on that. Um, I did kind of play with my flaw, um, the word trust is a rare commodity in my line of work, so I don't often give it out. Sure. Um, I did not trust Pontus. He was way too beautiful and way too full of himself for me to be someone I'm just going to trust. Well, and so, um, that, would so. Be,
0: that would be the one thing I would – I mean, I guess you're charmed currently at this point in the campaign, but just kind of as like maybe moving forward. I agree with the Pontus not trusting thing, and, like, if you ever get out of this at one point, like, it's all very suspicious that Pontus was gone and then now this is being offered to you. Like, it's almost to the point where it's like – like, do you trust – like, what happened with him and Pontus? Like, what what, yeah. what, was set up there? Did he kind of establish this from the very beginning? Or, like, are you being played again here, right? You were – and that's your thing too, right? You have um, – um, what is it? For the – I follow the law laid down for me to protect those whom I, whom I am ordered to. So the group you're with is who you were ordered to do it with. But could you also extend that to, well, the person that gave me this order and who told me to protect these people was this wizard. Right? Like, yeah. so that's that's my job. And so like I'm going to say if there's anyone that potentially might at least need a little bit more nudging in a role-playing aspect, I feel like it would probably be your character. And that's why the fact that you are charmed currently and might fuck with that a little bit. But that would be the one thing I would maybe implore to you. I'm not saying not to do it, but just make everyone else at least think through it and convince you. Which, again, I, you know, the current character I play in, in and in our campaign – yeah. I, I am a little bit more pompous and, like, it will be stubborn and shit, but I'm usually trying to just get other people to think through stuff. I want you to come up with a reason that is more than just, oh, the DM said the blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. Why? <laughs> like, what yeah. what is your character reasoning behind this? Because in there inherently, this is not good. <laughs> like, so I'm fine with doing this, but explain to me why. And, like, that would be the one thing I would say for you. I'm not saying you need to completely hold everything up or ruin everyone's stuff but it sounds like you got a good group of people that like role-playing so they might even enjoy that like even if you just bring up like i don't trust either of these people it sounds like we're pawns being pushed back and forth by either side of this power struggle here and where is that going to get us or like i mean i don't know
1: that's a good point i like that you bring that up because i was struggling with being like a lawful neutral character with this group especially since like mulligan or i'm um, sorry reginald's like what can i do for you guys like i'm not i don't want to spoil your fun i don't want to kill you if you're gonna not steal my stuff what can i do for you in return and mulligan's like can you make me a vampire because he just like he's chaotic as fuck and it's like if he's my friend and i'm a lawful neutral character like how what do i do with that information my friend now wants to be a vampire so it's like i, I i'm glad you brought that up because it's definitely something i'm going to do once Reginald's not around i think i'm going to ask sure, my group sure, sure, sure. like listen like why why are we going to do this mm-hmm. like i'm okay with doing this like you just said but i need to understand yeah why you think this why you all think this choice is better than the other choice and
0: and, and that's where it's again for you it's not necessarily and this is why i argue for you're neutral instead of good because it's not about a good and or evil outcome you just need to understand what are the rules what are we what is what is going on here and what what do we want out of this? What are we trying to like, I'm not trying to sway us either way. It's just, it sounds like everything's changed. Like, right. Even in this, this, these two sessions, it was like, we went from having this one goal and this one thing that we're all trying to do. Didn't work. Now we're going back to this other thing. Like in your line of work, you failed, right? I mean, you you, you didn't, you didn't achieve what you wanted. And sure. Reginald at least showed you some kind of mercy in, in some way, shape or form. But I would at least like, I don't know what your interaction with the, is it Bigsby? Was that the butler or was that the wizard? Which one was the wizard?
1: Bigsby's the wizard, yep. Okay.
0: I don't know what your general knowledge of him is, but, like, if you come back to him and tell him you failed, is what, what, what? <laughs> like, <is that laughs> Well, the case? last
1: group he hired to do this never came back, so he's used to having people okay. not succeed at this task.
0: Sure, but did he just tell you they didn't come back and they did and he killed them? Or... Ooh. Like, I'm just saying, it's, it's one of those That's things, true, it's like, valid, valid. If, if this vampire is actually a cool guy, and the whole city likes him, what does that say about this person that doesn't? Like, that's... And, and again, that's what I'm just saying, like, it's just potential questions that, like, as the neutral character that needs some sort of order and law, I think that would be a fun role for you to try and fill within this potential chaotic group of people. Just, to, again, let's think through this. <laughs> just tell me yeah. why, and then I'll go along with it. Um,
1: that's but, true. Hey, but yeah. I like that because, like I said, I was internally struggling. Um, we did level up at the end of this, too, which is pretty dope. Oh, but that's exciting. I mean, you, yeah, fought a, six. you fought a
0: wizard and one guy had a threesome. So, I mean, I don't know what else you need to line up and level up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Well, and, I mean, that's. I think that is the – I'm not saying it has to end this way, but the sign of a good one-off is that everyone at the end is like, we should do a campaign. We should yeah. just We should just keep doing this. Um that's yeah that, that's what I would say is the sign of a, of a good of a good one off
1: <laughs> the most the most frequently we're gonna play would be a bi-weekly thing but okay. realistically it's probably gonna be like a once a month uh, thing that's,
0: and see that so. that even gives you some time to get excited about it and look forward to it what I would say and what I try and kind of do and your characters not completely dumb so I mean average. Taking notes, not even like just one hundred percent of everything, but like just ask the DM because there's some dms that are like if you don 't remember you don 't remember like and, and you need that to an extent because there's some times when you 're trying to figure out a mystery or put things together, maybe they want you to remember and write things down, but even just kind of spark notes, even kind of like what, you, what we went through tonight, like this would be a good episode, maybe the next time you go play just to listen to, just so you can kind of help yourself get back into it like for Andron in our current campaign, I have a little sticky note because he is a simpleton by the <laughs> most parts. Um, I just have, like, here are his current wants, and then once I've either achieved them or it changes, I just cross it off and, I'm like, okay, here are the wants. What is currently happening that affects these wants. Um, yeah, That would be my one note um, for that. But
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, I, like we alluded to when we were building this character, in a one-off, it's hard to touch on all of your characteristics. Yeah. Um, but I did my best, and I think I was able to, like I said, I even said in the first half that at most you're going to use two of them. And I think that's what I did. Yeah. I think I used like two of them. It sounds
0: like you said you, you use the flaw a little bit and a little bit yep. of the personality trait, the first half of the personality trait, right? That even though I'm constantly by my companion's side, right? You yep. you have that companion and, and there's that. What I would be interested in doing, and if you do if you do this, and the DM sounds like someone that's open to a bunch of stuff, your bond is I have other friends in the business who don't perform their duties exactly how I, how I do. Yeah. S- just talk to them about potentially who are other bodyguards or other thieves or things like just who else you might know outside of that. That might be a fun thing because maybe they were hired by the wizard. Maybe they know the other group that got hired or something or someone like that. And just, yeah, just see what, what else there might potentially be there.
1: I, I did. I sent the DM a message after it's all over. And I told him that I built this character with the idea of a one-off and I am a very background slash story driven person. Mm-hmm. So I told him that I'm going to take some time to really flesh out this character yeah. mostly for myself sure. so I can figure out this character's motivations and I asked him I was like whatever I write up or create do you want to see that do you want that and he's like yeah sure send it over to me yes so
0: and 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 that's what I've learned too and I'm still getting getting better because I feel like in this last campaign I didn't do that for our DM as much I had an idea of what I wanted to do kind of jotted down some notes and I just I, I guess I just never shared it with them and I shared a little bit as we kind of moved forward but it, it, it helps because it allows the DM to one also flesh out the world a little bit, see what he already has or they already have, and where that can fit in with your story, so that it doesn't feel so much like that you're just a figure in the middle of this really beautiful painting, but you're actually a part of it because yeah. your backstory then is weaved into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well that <laughs> it sounds like uh, we built out a character that was was useful, which was the main goal, yeah. which was the main goal of the one-off and uh it sounds like you had fun which is the main I goal did. of dungeons and dragons so <laughs>
1: <laughs> check and check
0: nice we did it all right everyone wrap it up bring everything home um oh that's us we have to bring it home shit there's, oh there's shit no one else here we're just talking into the void
1: um, i don't have our outro script up
0: but this is a this is a one-off this is a special episode so just ad lib it make it i'll make it up all right so thanks for listening everyone um <laughs> This is not our normal episode. We're usually at least a little bit more organized than this. Um, but definitely uh, make sure you let us know what you thought about Big Smack. Um, do you want to share this character? Do you also want to put their their character? I mean, we've kind of talked about it and someone could just steal it. But would you want to yeah. put up this this character info and
1: stuff like that? For sure. Why not? And I'll even type up the whole like background that I'm going to use to take this into a campaign. And we can share that too.
0: Ooh, super exclusives. Um, Ooh. Cool. And, well, where we are going to start sharing that and hopefully by the time this airs have started putting up the character sheets like we've said we would um is on our social media uh which is at facebook instagram and twitter and all of it is rng underscore pc um and then also if you like this one-off and would need help with the one-off that you're maybe building and think this format that we did was Cool. um i wouldn't be opposed to trying to build a one-off character for somebody else maybe at some point as an episode if you guys like this um and reach out to us through our email which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com um
1: i like how that started off as a question your tone of voice was like uh this is what it is i am
0: ron burgundy
1: yeah jesus
0: (laughs) um yeah so that's that's this. This has been a little bit longer of, epi- of an episode, but that's because it's a special it's super special. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you thought about this. If you guys like this kind of format, too, where it's a little bit more data-driven and if we actually go into the experience of it a little bit more, hey, I mean, we're making this up as we go. We can do more stuff. Yeah. And, again, if you guys take one of our characters and use it in a one-off or use it in something like this oh my god tell us <laughs>
1: let, definitely let
0: us know how it played out I mean sure D&D is always better when you're at the table but I love hearing other people's d stories and just kind of how it all kind of worked out because like I said our main thing is really fun so
1: yep, we're having fun doing this and we always hope you guys are having fun listening so if anything that we create you guys fall in love with that would be like the greatest compliment you can give us you don't so. even have
0: to fall in love with just fall in like with just kind of like it a little <laughs> bit that'd be
1: fine just want to kind of, like, hug it.
0: Yeah, maybe just, like, friends with benefits with it. And, like, just yeah. hang out sometimes on the weekends and, like, roll some dice together. I'm doing yeah. the rolling hand dice motion for anyone that knows what that is.
1: Over-the-clothes stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Just, like, a lot of heavy petting. Um, all right, well, uh, I'm Let's there. end this, let's end this. Yeah. Wrap it up.
1: I'm doing the wrap-up motion.
0: <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you, I don't know when or where this will come out in the overall schedule. Things. So we'll see you... Yeah. <laughs>
1: soon when we see you
0: yeah and by see you we mean talk to you in your ears <laughs> so keep while well,
1: you're probably supposed to be doing a job
0: yeah well okay on that note keep rolling and keep
1: playing talk to you guys later see ya